This is stupid. Bunch of dumbasses going around in circles. Yeah, yeah, stupid. It's like just a bunch of dumbasses going around in circles. <laughs> this is the coolest show in the history of television. Yeah. <laughs> Coming to you from beautiful upstate New York, this is the Slam Tilt Podcast, a show about all things pinball. I'm your host, Ron Hallett, here with my co-host, Bruce Nightingale. Hello. 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 And we're back for episode Ugh. 158. We're starting Yay. the new year. Aren't yes, Ron is recharged. I'm recharged. Batteries but have been not. fully recharged, and Bruce sounds tired. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I brought Rick and Morty back to the house, though, so. So lots of swearing. And dealing with issues. Oh, uh, issues with the game? Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I mean, okay. Spooky had a problem about four months ago mm-hmm. where they had, they bought legs that were the wrong pitch. So when you tightened it to the machine, it would put grooves in your machine. Ah, uh, and, and you have those legs. I didn't know it. <laughs> When I moved it, I have those legs. Aww. So I had to send this thing off to Spooky. Maybe they should have... Do they have, like, service bulletins or anything on their site? No, of course not. Oh. Okay. <laughs> we're starting off positive already! Yes, we are. But we're not alone. Well, actually, we are right now. But we're going to have we guests are. later. Yes. But we have so many things to talk about, I figured we'd record that part first. Yes, I agree. Plus, I miss Ron. Oh, plus a couple a couple of these things uh, involve Stern, and it'll just be awkward. Awkward. For the people we're going to have on. Clue, clue, clue. Clue, clue, clue. All right, what to talk about first? There's so much stuff. Well, let's get totally negative first. TPF was canceled. Yeah, that is bad. I, it's very sad. To the surprise of no one. No, unfortunately, you know, COVID is running rampant even now in upstate New York. Uh, define upstate. So, so you're going to say upstate meaning anywhere not New York City? Yes. You're going to be one of the enemy. Yeah, because our numbers in Mon- – I, I don't live in Monroe County. I work in Monroe County. And uh, yesterday was 1,100 people, which I know for probably some of the country is like, oh, that's nothing. But for us, it's the most ever. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Yeah, so not good. <sighs> They're talking, we're going to go to another color besides red. I'm like, what? What? Plaid? We've gone to plaid. We've gone to plaid. <laughs> so we have, but they, they said it's rescheduled for. Next year. Yeah, 2022. Two. So there you go. Mm-hmm. And I guess they're the, they're the hotel's biggest like event that happens. Oh, so, oh, so the hotel yeah. is just, whatever you want. Sure. Yeah, we're willing to work with you. We're willing to work with you. Let's see. What else do I got here? Dennis Norman? Dennis Norman. Okay, okay. We'll talk about American Pinball. Yes. Because we had uh, the Super Awesome Pinball Show. Hi, guys. They had Hi guys. Dennis Norman and, and mostly Dave Fix on about talking about American Pinball. Yep. Uh, the things I found interesting is it, Dennis was going over, like, why he left all the other people he's left so far. <laughs> It was kind of like a bash fest. Uh, well, it's, what what did he <laughs> it say? Like, didn't he sound like Bruce a little bit? Uh, everyone is Bruce. So he, he said, let's see, he left 
well, he left Highway because they took pre-order money at Expo for Alien and said it was going to be out in the spring, and he knew there was no way in hell that was happening. So he has a conscience, which is good. So he left there. Uh, Multimorphic, he was there until Jerry couldn't pay him anymore. Which is weird. I, I, I had this comment with a couple of people, and Jerry has a lot of money from P3 sales. He does? Well, the board sets. That's true, because Spooky uses them, and pretty much Spooky. any um, homebrew seems to use exactly. them. Exactly. So there's a little, like, hmm, you know. All right. I won't get into that, but uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Bruce always goes there, of course. Well, I go there because people don't think that way. Bruce thinks in a unique fashion, that's for sure. Oh, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, then he said, this is the one that scared me. So he said he left Deep Root because basically he did three play fields for them. And at no point was he even assigned an engineer to like go yeah. to the next step. So he did three play fields and nothing else happened in two so years. So either those were going to be later games, like maybe number four, five, and six, who knows? Or they had no engineer. <laughs> I, I guess this thing is like, I'm designing all these games. I want to actually see some games like happen. Yeah, so I can't keep designing games and not seeing any games. No, you can't. They talked about Elvira. I guess I didn't realize that was costed down. It was what a oh, ramp, big time. A, yeah. a ramp removed it, it, or, or changed or something. Ramps because he uh, had more flowing ramps, and then uh, I think what happened was they made him like a direct return ramp. You know, just back down to the flippers. Okay. Like every. Also, some mechanisms were removed. So, you know, how much of it was his design at the end? I think probably most of it. Well, maybe that, most well, of the play field, but maybe not. That was we the don't... other interesting thing. Alien. Yes. The narrative, at least recently, has been that Dennis started working on that, but most of the play field was done by the other guy whose name I can't remember. Yeah. Yes. And and even he's been in – this other guy's been in interviews as, like, the main alien oh, designer. Yes. Yep. And Dennis basically said no. Yep. He said he he did a majority of the playfield. They redesigned like where the flipper is. They moved the flipper over a lane. Yep. But but he said basically it, it was always a wide body, and most of that like they were ready to cut the first white wood when he left. So I found that interesting. Yeah, so did I because that's always been like... the narrative forever that he just kind of had a minimal involvement. But now he's basically saying no, no, the most of the playfield's mine. Yeah, that's interesting. Is that good or bad? <laughs> Uh, for the people who like the game. Yeah, you know. But we'll, we'll be getting an alien later. Yeah, and then Mr. Fix is... Oh, God, uh, Dave Fix. I think he is going to be our uh, Robert Mueller Jr. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, not, he's not full Robert Mueller. Like, he didn't say anything like, we're going to... Two weeks. We're going to reinvent the way pinball is manufactured and change the game and all that stuff. No. But he's bringing in energy. He's bringing in energy, He's, he's bringing in energy. But I'm trying to think what wrestler I could use for him. Yeah, I already used Hogan, which would have been Dusty perfect because, you know, Hogan is Dusty a real – Dusty Rhodes. because he's – That's the American dream, baby. That's yeah, right. I'm, I'm going to fix everything. Baby. Yeah, that's right, baby. I'm going to fix everything. I've already, I've already fixed the supply chain, baby. That deftly Ric Flair, he was screwing up the supply chain, so I fixed that, baby. Yeah, it's going to be no more hard times here at American Pinball. We're doing it all, baby. We're going to make two or three games a year, baby. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. Well, I brought in some some junior designers, baby. They're going to work with Dennis Norman. He's going to mentor them, baby. It's going to be incredible. We're going to the stratosphere of pinball. Hey, did you get insulted, though? I didn't get insulted by him. 
I wasn't insulted. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dave, Dave basically did this thing where, well, the, 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 like you can't judge a game unless you played it. Which, okay, to I a point, with, to a point, an, uh, you could still say the art sucks. You can still yes. say like, I watched this stream and man, it looked like it had issues. Like if you're watching a new game on a stream and the ball gets stuck ten times and no one can make yeah. a shot and stuff, you might say, hmm. There might be some problems with this game. But But he also said basically bashed podcasters that have only been in the game like five years, you know, they haven't been around since the nineties, since the dark days, since Williams went out of business, blah blah blah. So I guess by that criteria, you are the only qualified podcaster, Bruce. Yes. Because even I can't say that. Oh, that's right. Yes, I haven't I wasn't yeah. around when Williams went out of business. I haven't been around since the nineties. You've been around wow. since the 80s, so Bruce, you are the only qualified podcaster. Well, thank you very much. Yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if he was going for one person, though, we know who he was going at. Oh, he was going. Okay. I. All right. If you listen to the interview, he was going for one person who says he only has one game. He listens for it, and he's got all these followers. Uh, so. Okay. There you go. Yeah. But still. Oh, yeah. No, it, everyone took it very personally. He went. Like Joe Balser, they asked him about Joe Balser. Yeah. And he basically said, uh, yeah, Joe Balser doesn't get along with people. It's basically what he said. So it's like, interesting. Okay, so I'm guessing he's probably not doing games for American anymore. Well, he's supposedly still under contract, and I'm not no, going to no, say he's well, is or isn't. Contracted designer, yeah. Yeah. So well, the thing is, and I, I guess now that it's out, I can kind of say this now. I, I had some other uh, information uh, from Source that he was, if not gone, he was looking to leave. Oh, I knew that too. Yeah. yeah but yeah, we're he not was looking say, to leave. We're not going to say anything, but it was, yeah, it's not as, I, as I knew not this. Like, we're not from other place that just <laughs> oh, God, up the old. Uh... So, but the thing is, I heard multiple interviews with other people in American referring to Joe, like he was still working there. So it's like, oh, okay, well maybe, yeah, maybe my source isn't correct, but um, I think my source was correct. Looking, Yeah, I think mine was yeah. too. Very interesting. It, it was very interesting. Yeah, I've, I don't think he, I don't think American Pinball Dave Fix is going to be getting much interviews from any other podcasts. Oh no! Well, he pretty much said uh, Super Awesome Pinball is the exclusive. Like when 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 new stuff comes out, you'll be the first to know. You're the podcast I'm going on. So yeah, there you go. But how can wait a second, But how can he go on that podcast if both those guys haven't been in over twenty oh, years? <laughs> the thing uh, is, um, I'm just saying. I'm just stating. I thought Dave spoke well. I thought he spoke very well, but I think he promised the moon. Oh well, and plus he bashed it a little bit too. He, he bashed. Oh, he bashed. Yeah, he bashed American. How <laughs> the, the artwork for uh, Oktoberfest was supposed to be like Mad Magazine like artwork, and it kept changing, and it, and, and that sucks. And there, yeah, basically, what I was saying their supply chain had issues, and, and he came in there and fixed it all, and, and and et cetera, et cetera. But but they're still spelling those games. So why would you bash those games? <laughs> well, the thing is, and uh, they actually manufacture games. We'll give yes. them that. So they, they prove yes, they, they can do. they can build games. So um, I mean, to be honest, as 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 much shit as he talked, I was kind of excited. Like, hey, oh, I was too. If they could do thought... two games a year. That was the thing they want to do at least yeah, two games I a year. I don't see that. I don't see that happening yet. You don't see that happening. Jersey Jack can't even do that, and they've been around ten years. Uh, was it six games in eight years? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, but if you're if you're going by how long they've been around. It's really 10. 
Mm-hmm. So six games in ten years. That's not even one every two years. What did they start? Jersey Jack was what the beginning of 2011. Yes, they're, and they're then I think in 2012 they they started making the yeah, first because we yeah no no is there because we were there we were there in the spring or before the spring for that oh, tour that's right they were just and, and they had they just started the lines and they had those um, they were Wizard of Oz's and they were trickling. and those cabinets looked incredible oh they they'll, they'll never I make those see. again nope. silk screen clear coated cabinets like <laughs> insane like I remember looking at those like man the cabinets look like they cost a ton. Yep. Well, they probably they did. did. <laughs> That's why they stopped doing that. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, uh, I highly recommend the interview. Yes, yeah, so do I. And the guys asked some hard-hitting questions. Yeah, I, I was surprised the amount of bashing that went on. I was like, man, he's yeah, he's he's not making any friends. But um, he said, interesting, like the licenses. Like, you know, we we have we have Roger Sharp. He's going to give us the licenses. We're not going to do licenses if we don't get everything. Yeah, not half-assed. Not half-assed, yeah. That's yeah, that's what he said, which is kind of a dig, I think. Oh, it is for a lot of companies. Yeah, but and then he said that like Stern hasn't been calling me lately. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. But congratulations on getting Dennis Norman. I think that will be a plus for that company. That's right, baby. I talked a lot of shit, baby. We're gonna back it up though. We're gonna be the American <laughs> dream of manufacturers, baby. American pinball dream. American pinball dreams. So for now on, Dave Fix, you are the American Dusty dream, Road. Dusty Rhodes. Nice. I'd love to be Dusty Rhodes. Except I would get beat like by Ric Flair all the time. I know. That That's the bad. thing. I would get beat up at the gas station by the four Woo! horsemen. I'd get, get my leg <laughs> broken by the four horsemen. So do I yeah. really want to be Dusty Rhodes? Yeah. Bill love me. That's right, baby. You know what the funny thing is? During that whole time, I was the booker, baby. I was the one making the book, baby. So I was telling everyone to beat me up. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we'll stick with the uh, Super Awesome Pinball Show because they also had Pinball Brothers on. God. To talk about Alien. Did you hear that interview? Did you take oh, away anything? Oh, I did. Um, I- I'll let you go first. What what were your uh, what were your impressions? I just didn't get a warm and fuzzy feeling. Guess what? They're going to be selling Alien again. But you took out a lot of stuff. It's more money, literally, for intra- you know, for taking an account of... Well, they took out the screen. They took out the screen. They're going to change the cabinet, so basically yes. it's like a Williams cabinet. Yes, exactly. What else did they take out? No more, swa- no more swappability. They have not even brought that up. But Oh, I yeah, think- okay. So... What's the point now, really, besides having this game? And they're taking deposit money again. Yeah, and the thing is, I know at least one person who got screwed on the first one, and he has already sent his deposit money in for this one. He really wants Alien. And we know somebody personally who sent in money, also ourselves, who's a mutual friend. I'm going to his house today to work on EMs. The thing that worried me is, okay... Where are they building these? Exactly. They're st- well, they're building them in Italy. Yeah, some some company in Italy that does parts and makes jukeboxes. Yes. So they're going to take a couple months to get up to speed, they said. Yeah. April. They're talking April. <sighs> no way in hell. The thing is, though, unlike Deep Root, they actually have a distributor here. <laughs> They do. They going have two her. Now. Well, they actually, have two. two. I think Flipping Out's going to do it, too. Flipping so. Out is taking deposits now. Yeah. I just, they have to, you know, if, sure, if they start making games and they start cranking them out, like, okay. 
I swear to God, I don't think people remember history. I just, I don't see how you could, even if you wanted it, even if it was like Beavis and Butthead, if I got burned, I'm not giving him money again. No. The problem is, and then they said in their statement that, you know, hey, if you get certain money back, but you don't get all your money back, that was them still. That was, yeah, if you, well, they lost millions of dollars, Bruce, they said. I don't give a shit. Yeah, basically, if you got screwed over and you can prove you got screwed over on the original run, you can get 50% off. Which is bullshit, because guess what? You put all the money in, and it's the same company. And it's, okay, the new one is, what, $7,777? Jesus Christ. Okay. The old one was 6500 and has less in it. But then there's the LE. I know. Which Which we haven't even seen yet. I know. Like, what the hell's going to be on the LE? Will the LE have a screen? Who knows? I agree with the short memory. Does anyone remember this happened? And then another group of guys come in like, okay, we got this under control. And everyone's like, hey, take my money. I want my alien. But the group of guys were the original investors. Yeah. I mean, I do believe that when they, they bought this, they probably went in there and went, holy shit. They're yeah, like course. way worse shape than we thought. You still took money. They used loopholes and shit in the system to get out of as much as possible and retain the rights. Which is smart for a business as you know business perspective. It's very smart, but I, I don't know. I, I just you got screwed once before. How could you like oh this new group of guys? Yeah. When you put your deposit down, you've got to put your address in, and they'll mail you a bottle of KY jelly while you're waiting, so you can take it in the ass. Yes. Because <laughs> God Almighty's people have no fucking. How many people have gotten burned or have waited years for their pinball machine? We still have people waiting for Big Lebowski's. Dave Fix for American Pinball said that when he's talking about licensing, like we wouldn't get Alien without Sigourney Weaver. Yep. Actually, that might have been Dennis Nordman who said that. Now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, but guess who did the licensing for that agreement? Was that Roger Sharp? Yes, it was for that agreement. Yes, it was, and then he had to go back and try to oh, get it. Oh, that's right, because you know, he could have got Sigourney Weaver, yep. but they didn't want to pay for it. Exactly. And I think Roger even said he didn't think it was that much more. It wasn't like, that like, much like more. Like he was surprised, like, why wouldn't you go for, for it? For this much more, you could have gotten it. Yeah. So don't forget, it's not just the person you have. It's the company behind it who how much they want to spend. And we probably see that more than anybody else is with Stern. I'm just surprised they were able to renew the license after everything that happens. Oh, God. You know, just the production company like, oh, yeah, okay, sure. Fox, well, don't forget now, Fox is now Disney. Is everything Disney? Yes, their movies are. Everything is. We're just on Disney Plus next week. Family Guy is coming on. You're going to be, Stewie, you're going to be on for uh, on Disney Plus. Oh, hey, that's wonderful. I'm going to be on Disney. It's Family Guy screams Disney. <laughs> yes, it does. Okay, so that that's aliens. That's what we're talking about, all these manufacturers here. Boy, we're really negative starting this new year, yep, aren't we? That's, we're... that's the way we are. We'll try and get more positive later on. Uh, Raza. God. Here's the part I didn't understand. So it was available for purchase. Till the end of the year. Till the end of the year. So for three weeks. Yes, three weeks. So what, what two years? Yep. You worked on all waiting. this stuff. So it, you know, if I had worked on the game, say, for two years... Mm-hmm. Put everything into this game, and then I'm told by the owner, yeah, it'll be available for sale for three weeks, and then we're moving on to the next game. Mm-hmm. I'd be kind of pissed. I'd be stuplified. I mean, maybe 
maybe they listen to the other things we said about just the John Papaduke taint that that game has at this point. Maybe we should just move on. Yeah, but I think you even said that. Maybe they're they're taking. It's like okay, we're just going to move on to the next game. But how much wasted money? You first wasted money a year ago when you made it without the pin bar and programmed it with yeah, it. Taking out the pin bar, you you wasted all the money getting Papaduke by you know, paying off all the the Zidware people. Yep. How do you think they sold in the three weeks? Uh, not as many as Alien. Yeah, no, I agree. That would be my guess. I'd say there's mm-hmm. no way they sold as many as Alien. So what does that tell you? Meanwhile, people are still waiting for their Guns N' Roses. Where's my Guns N' Roses? I know. And they stopped sales now on the SE, I found out. The SE? The base model. Oh, oh. oh I keep forgetting they have – okay. Yeah, the this, this standard edition. Yep. Damn, all these names. So they're now stopped taking orders. They might bring back later on, but they stopped taking well, orders. Well, they've always said with Jersey Jack, the standard edition is the true Ellie. Yes, it is. But you're going to start losing sales on the Ellie. Oh, if, if, if new stuff gonna, comes now, out. Next, next two months, they're running CEs. Mm-hmm. So now you know if you, if you don't get your Ellie by this week being shipped to you, you are down waiting another two months. Wow. I didn't realize it was that long. They said it. January to February. It's 500 games. How many can they put out? Maybe 20, 25 a day? It's interesting. We're always talking about how long it takes in between games and all this. And and now they literally have sold so many games, they cannot keep up with the demand, which is crazy. They never were used to it. They never were used to it. That's true. They're absolutely never used to this amount of volume. Which is great. Which is you're... great for that. They've never sold out of a CE, as far as I know. Oh. Now they have. Now they have. Now they got to make them. Yeah. Other interesting thing is, you know that crate thing that Deep Root has? Oh, the pin pod. The pin pod. I guess one of the things I was reading, it it's too wide to fit through like a standard door. Yes, it is. Oh. Because it's, it's, it's a production thing from another company. All he's doing is putting his label on it. Mm-hmm. That just seems like that would be a problem if I couldn't get it through a door. <laughs> yeah. And wait a sec, if you're trying to bring it to a show, I guess you got to bring it only to the dock. The dock. The show. <laughs> so when do you think we'll see Roz's out? Oh, no. Not at all? I don't know about that, but I'm thinking at least. They still don't have manufacturing. That's what the t- the, the Special Six said. Yeah, the Deep Six, that was one of the things they signed the NDA for, the fact that yep. the... I guess they saw some some manufacturing, but there was nothing. It was like nothing going on. No, there was just parts. No line. Yeah, that's the one problem. I mean, that's that's the thing that worries me about Alien, because they actually have to build them. Mm-hmm. And the thing that worries me way less about American, because they've already built games. Built and, games. and they really haven't shown any issues. I, I have, have you heard issues with American games having physical problems? No, I think they're built pretty well, actually. I mean, from, from, so. what I've heard, from what I've seen, it looked like they're built pretty well. The only complaints have been just, you know, the game sucks or... It's not fun. It's or not fun it's or the flippers are weak, which seems weak, to be... Yeah. yeah. Uh, any more negative? Let's see. Oh, oh we got plenty Well, of let's, let's, let's get right into this here. Right before Christmas, Stern released a bunch of uh, code. Yes. They released code for Stranger Things, Avengers, Iron Maiden... Iron Maiden, baby. But probably the final release for that. Teenage yeah. Mutant Ninja Turtles, Star Wars, oh yeah! Paps, Can Crusher, and Primus. 
So you're thinking, wow, what a great Christmas present from Stern. But when you went to download them, and actually I didn't have this issue because I think they already pulled it by this time. But when you yeah. went to download this new code. You had to click an extra page. You had to accept a new end user license agreement, which, holy shit, caused all kinds of consternation on Pinside. Mm-hmm. So I got it in front of me here. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to read some highlights. It said things like, you agree that you will not copy, reproduce, alter, replace, distribute, reverse engineer, decompile, disassemble, display, perform, create derivative works based on or otherwise modify the Stern pinball hardware or Stern pinball software or any authorized update in whole or in part. In other words, you will not use pinball browser. Mm-hmm. That is literally what that says. You will not change scenes. You will not change the code. You will not change video. You will not change scenes in your game. You will not use or install any unauthorized content or unauthorized software. In other words, you will not use Pin Browser. You cannot use – I don't even know if they can use that pulling the scores. What was that program? That, I think that went into the board itself. I know what I'm saying. Is that a modification? Mm, that would be a modification. It, it's a mod. It reads exactly, the stuff. So guess what? Software may, uh, may result in your Stern Pinball machine ceasing to work permanently – and or losing access to Stern Pinball's online game network. And everyone's like, they're going to brick our... So-. I read that more, like, if you put you're unauthorized software on, on the on game... There, you're not going to be able to update. Yeah, that yeah I meant more, if you put unauthorized software on your game, you could brick it. Yes. And if you put unauthorized software on there, that then when Stern starts their online game network, whenever that is, you won't be able to join it because you're using modified software. Well, yep. duh. I mean, to me, that's just... That's like, you know, my hacked version of Call of Duty won't let me join the network to play with other people. What the hell? Why not? Why I could I have unlimited life. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm God mode. No one can kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And, and, and 90% of it was don't screw with the software. Yep. And that's all pinball browser. And like you will not try to defeat our anti-piracy stuff. In other words, like all that new code that came out, none of it worked in pinball browser. Nope. So Oliver, who does Pinball Browser, had to do his magic, and yep. now it all works. It and it'll just it a cat and mouse over and over. I didn't realize it was – I'm assuming it's the same Oliver that our own Scott talked about. Yes. Who used to do modifications. I think he's, I think he's in France. Yes. And I think I'm actually running his code on my Stargazer. <laughs> but here's the part that caught a lot of people. In view of the rights held by third-party owners of authorized content – e.g. music and video clips, you will not stream your gameplay of your Stern Pinball machine without Stern Pinball's prior consent. Mm-hmm. And this is why I think it got pulled. This is very poor wording. Yes, it is. And I mean, I understand what they're going for. The main thing, they don't want you, they don't want you stern, streaming your, your Tron with all your custom music in it or your, or your Jurassic Park with all your, your clips from the movie and all the stuff that Stern didn't pay for. Yep. And that all of a sudden is in your game. And licensor C and licensor go, wait a C, second. Like, what the hell? We didn't give you, you, you didn't pay for any of this. Well, well, you see, it's this thing where people are hacking our shit. You let them do that? Looks like we're not working with you anymore, Stern. Yeah. This is all CYA shit. Yep. That's all it is. Stern is not going to shut down your freaking stream. Nope. Um, but mods, again, if you're doing a mod that you're plugging into something in the game and it fries it, it's your fault. It's your fault. It was never covered. It, it, it says, it's not you know, covered under anything. In the warranty, which their warranty isn't that long to begin with, but it says, you know, no. you, you do that shit. If you put non-Stern authorized crap in your game and it bricks it, too bad. And here's the funny thing. Most of these mod, modders that I see making up this stuff, 
are using like alligator clips that are monstrous that could just wiggle a little bit because it's a pinball machine that has vibration short out and blow something up. Like if you're doing like a custom shooter knob and you put like R2-D2 on it or something and you, yes. you don't have the rights to that stuff, that's you a problem. Are, yes. I mean, I'm not saying it, it's not again, again, like we've said in the past for, from those who have tons of custom software on their machines, it's, it's all about, it's all about the noogie. Yeah. The noogie. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it on the down low, man. You can't be like, look at my custom shit. Now I'm going to stream it and show everybody. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's all CYA. Yeah. I know people are having issues with this. Okay, I I will say the irony of this is not lost upon me. This one line. And I'm going to ask, since, since you've been in pinball since the 80s, Bruce, you can obviously answer this one. It says, you will not copy, reproduce, alter, replace, distribute... Reverse engineer. So, Bruce, when Stern Electronics, you know, which Gary Stern worked for, Mm -hmm. you know, with his dad, when they bought Chicago Coin and and they made EM games, and then when Solid State came around, they needed, you know, to get with the times and, you know, make Solid State pinball. So what did they do, Bruce? They bought the company. Well, they bought a company. They bought a company that was making the board sets for Bally. And designed the sports set for Bally. And they reverse engineered. Reverse engineered the it. entire Bally system. And I believe Gary Stern actually owned that company. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes. So so Gary Stern, the company Gary Stern <laughs> told them to They re then they made their another system when it came to Data East. Well, oh you, you, you I was gonna Bruce, you gotta let the story flow better. I can't I flow. Get... I just gotta go fucking in. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Basically, they ripped off Bally. They got sued by Bally, and they had to pay Bally for every game that they made, like a licensing fee for using their system. And then when Gary Stern started Data East in 1986, gee, we need a whole new system. Let's just use System 11, William System, which they got in trouble for that. Now, eventually, they did kind of. Come get up with their own it. thing. They, 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 yeah, they went away from that, and Williams eventually went to WPC. So, but still, that's two occasions he basically reverse engineered systems. Yeah. Now he's telling you not to reverse engineer. Yeah, which exactly. I, I just the irony of that is quite the irony funny. Of, you know, because come on, Gary, get off the vodka and come <laughs> on to the real side. <laughs> so, uh, any more on that? No. I mean, I don't think anyone's. I don't think people are going to get taken take down. But, but yeah, you know, but... We, we talked about this already. If you have your heavily custom game, you, you have your you have your Iron Man playing disco music. Don't bring it to a show and blast it at full volume for everyone to hear, including all the Stern employees. Just don't do that, and don't expect your hacked version to be able to connect to the Stern network, whatever the hell that is. I think people are worried too if Stern does things like you can only get updates via the internet. That you have, you have a hacked version, somehow it's going to say, you have a hacked version, and then brick your game. Yeah. My advice would be, if you have a hacked version, you should be able to hack it in a way where it doesn't try to go out and get updates. Yeah. Or or turn it off. Just turn off the updates. And any kind of uh, hacked software I've ever seen, it's not going to phone home to update itself, because that kind of is going to defeat the purpose. Not that I know anything about hacked software. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. Okay. Check that off the list. Hey, we got some good news, though. Good news? Well, we'll, go st- we'll still do bad. Twippies? We made them? Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> no? Why not? 
Because uh, too many fucking other these new podcasts. We didn't that make are... the Twippies. We didn't make the top ten. We didn't send out letters to everyone saying letters? vote for us wow. on emails. Oh, man. Silverball Chronicles, I can't believe didn't make it, though. I don't believe – I think you split the vote. I split the vote between – no, it's a totally different type of podcast. You split the vote. I split it the vote. It was really between me and Dennis. You're, oh, you just Jesus Christ. Okay. Yes, folks, we didn't make the twippies. I knew – when I heard Loser Kid didn't make it, Yeah. it was like, we're fucked. There's no way we're making it. And the new podcasts that are on there are terrible, some of these. Oh, wow. Okay. If you First wanna... two minutes. Some are Canada Juniors. I'm not going to say it. We're, oh, we're going to just tell you. Yeah, if you, if you want to make it, either stream your podcast. Lie. That seems to be, that gets you in. Because there's only two podcasts, I think, that do that, and they're both in. Yeah. Or you're even meaner than we are. Yeah. We're not, you're not mean enough, Bruce. You need oh, to bash I it up a more. Notch you really wanted to. Oh, Bruce is just going to start calling people out by name. Yeah. No, well, please I just don't. Did. Please don't do that. Well, kind of. Yeah. Please don't do that. I love it. You you do love it. This is why, folks, we can't do a streamed podcast. Could you imagine no, that? No. I could not edit Bruce at all. Oh man, we would. Oh, that would not be anarchy. Anarchy. But it would get more laughs. I bet you. But the Twippies. Um, then we have the Pinball Industry Awards. Yep, which I voted in. That is a thing that the Pinball Network is doing. I like it because it is more like a peop- – not a people's it's choice. It's not a award. people's choice award, yeah. It's, it's a industry award. And the good thing about the industry award is I could not vote in my own sections. Yes. Which I liked. That's the way it should be. I didn't have to have a mailing list where all my sponsors were mailing out saying I should vote for this person. And it wasn't just one or two people. I seen three different ones at the top ten that did that. Okay. Okay. Holy dick sucking. <laughs> <laughs> for a piece of fucking plastic, you have to do this for. Uh, <laughs> the Pinball Industry Awards, the thing about them. I was thinking of the um, Major League Baseball All-Star Game. People don't remember. There was a long period where it was... The people were voted in by the sports writers. Yes, they were. And it actually be, it happened because originally it was the fans. And then there was a year where they did some kind of nefarious things in Cincinnati. Yeah. And they had like all of the starters of the National League team except one were all Cincinnati Reds Cincinnati players. They all called and, in and, and they and, all mail, mailed in. and everything. Yeah, yes. like a newspaper just sent ballots to everyone and they just stuffed the ballot box. So they took it away from the fans after that for a good 10 years, 15 years, whatever it was. And it's not Jeff's fault either. You know, but if you're worried about a little piece of plastic and you're going to hammer this home. I wouldn't mind it, though. I'd I'd like that. And if we we ever won one, who would would get it? That's a good question. Do we we get two? Will we get two or just one? And who would get get it? Oh, who would get it? We'd have to fight over I it. Wouldn't give it. I wouldn't give a shit about it. Oh, I do this, I'll take it I then. Do this, I, I know. I would let you. I do this for fun. I do this because I get to hang out with my best friend and talk about a hobby I love. And I know he loves it the same way. And we don't give you bullshit stories. We don't give you made-up shit. We don't give you high-inflammatory shit. I don't know about that. Everything we talked about today has been the truth. Okay. It's been stated facts. Stated facts. I don't know about this rumor that somebody else is making. Uh, who cares? 
50% of your rumors are wrong. <laughs> Bruce is on fire. Oh, I don't give a shit. Or you, you know, you come on and hey, I'm gonna be flashy. I'm gonna put all this stuff. Guess what? That's your thing. If you want simple, basic, fun, enjoyable stuff, go to Silver Ball Chronicles. I mean, go to the Slam Till Podcast. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you cocksucker. <laughs> Did you hear David from Silverball Chronicles basically say you were his first choice? I know. That was very nice. And I, He didn't tell me that. The first I like time I heard that, that was, I'm like, really? Damn it. Oh, See? I'm just not as charismatic as Bruce. I think we're going to say 2021, the year Bruce doesn't give a shit. He's going to bash everyone. Uh, wait until you hear the Pinball Network. Uh, the Pinball Network. Oh, uh, which I was on. You were on I, it. Which I was by on the, a show, the Pinball Show. The with Pinball Zach Show. Mini. Oh God! By the time um, I get this out, it probably will already it'll be out. Be on. It'll be on tomorrow. Okay. But I was on there, and uh, you might have a new member of the TPN. I'm going to be in that Discord finally. Oh no! Oh dear God! Uh, so yes, the Pinball Industry Awards. Something that that uh, the Pinball Network started. And it, I like it because it's not. I, I, I like it. It's it's just yeah. I mean, it's you think just, it's necessary? Is it necessary? None of these award shows are necessary. None of these are. I, They're just fun. Say that. They're supposed to be fun. Yeah, I know. Fun like that. That the year they had it at a Texas Pinball Festival with the the actual ceremony that was awesome. Yep. Now, if you were offered like a spot, like like to give away an award, would you do it? What do you mean, give away an award? Like when they do their, they're going to be doing both shows are going to be doing. Oh, like if they asked me? Yes, the presenter. Sure. I don't think I would. I, I, I might if I was asked. Maybe if it was Stu. <laughs> yes, I am going to give this to my greatest pinball player, my favorite pinball player. Stu, get off the mic. I got to get him out of this room. I know. He loves it in there. I just shut the door. There you go. But, you know, maybe I would. I might if it was you and me. If it was you and me, I would do it because it would be more fun. That uh, you are my Ron is my rock. He you actually is the person who keeps me <laughs> He keeps me weighted down on the ground. If this show would be probably off the air and censored. Oh if it was yeah, He's the only person to get the it has the um what's it called explicit tag on it, but somehow still gets censored for being too explicit. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, okay. But we did get some good news from Penside. Well, yeah, this this threw me for a loop. I was oh kind of taken. I, I was taken aback by this. This is right after the re- we found out we weren't really going to be in the Twippies. Yeah, it, there was a post on Pinside that was basically, other than a certain podcaster not to be named. Yes. What podcast do you recommend? And it's like, oh god, this is a typical shit show. Like, yeah. Question in Pinside land. It's like, oh man, it's gonna it's gonna degrade into just total shit but to my surprise it was basically people just answering the question like well i recommend this well i recommend this well i recommend this and reason why too yeah and i'm going through the first page and the one podcast name that came up more than any other was us was the Seftel podcast like what the fuck and wait a sec but we bash pinside more than probably anyone else i don't get it Here's the funny thing, because we they know what the shit show it is. That's the problem. They know. But here's the funny thing. Most of those top ten shows on the TWIP Awards for Best Podcast were not even mentioned. 
So either A, they're assuming that the, everyone's listening to them, which I don't think they are. It's B, what the fuck? Or C, there's more people in pinball than are actually on pinside. That's also possible. Yeah, true, but most people do use pinside. But most of the people who were mentioned were not even – I think four of the, the ten were on there. But, I mean, we've had – I was looking at – Because we are the senior statesmen. We've been almost doing this five years. I was looking at the page on Pinside where I say when a new podcast is available. Yes. So yep. There were some nice comments there too. Yeah. I, I was been taken aback by a lot of the uh, I've actually lately. had a lot of people message me literally and say, I don't know why you're not on the top ten. I said, I don't know why either. We didn't push it. We never do every year. One year we actually told people, do not vote for us. But I, I, I will say – Thanks to everybody, and yes, thank you. I will say we ain't going nowhere, as far as I know. No, we're not. If As long as Ron's willing to edit, I'm willing to talk. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> but oh. I could not think of any person in this world I'd rather do this with oh. is then with Ron. Oh, nice. And that's the truth. You know what I have, Bruce? I have a public service announcement. Oh, here we go. You ready for the public service announcement? Yes. I heard someone say this on a show, and it's but the second time I've heard this said wrong, and I think it's time to have a, a public service announcement. For those out there in pinball land, from your friendly podcast, Slam Till Podcast, I want to advise you that it's pronounced Bally, not Bali. What? No one pronounces it Bali. No one in the industry pronounces it Bali. Which podcast or which place? I'm not going to say. No, you have to. It's pronounced Bally. Because, Bruce, do do you know where that name comes from? Ballyhoo. Ballyhoo, not Ballyhoo. Ballyhoo. And it sold like, what, 50,000? It's some ridiculous, like a tabletop um, pinball machine. So they took the who off. Yeah. And it's Bally. No one, ask Dennis Nordman how he says it. I guarantee he's going to say Bally. Even when they split up. And had like, remember the health clubs? Yep. They were called Bally Fitness. They weren't called Bali Fitness. Okay, so uh, Bruce wants me to go offline yes. here and edit. And I will right after I just say, just from your friendly podcast, please, it's pronounced Bally. Thank you. This concludes our public service announcement. Well, 10 minutes before we get our guests on, so it's a perfect time to empty the ball bag. Oh, yeah. That way we're completely empty and ready to receive the awesomeness that is our guest. I want to do a special shout-out. Oh, special shout-out. Okay. Yes. Okay. Give me two seconds, but you can start the ball bag. I will finish it. Uh, uh, uh. Okay. Loaded gun, huh? Uh, First one from Scott, our own Scott. Sent an email to remind us that Cliffy makes nine ball extended spinner brackets. Yeah, but not the spinner. I need the spinner. I need the spinner. Okay. But it is nice to have brackets. Email from Suron. That's Soren. But I'm going to say it correctly now because he put right on here how to say it. Siron. This is in uh, reference to the um, speech boards we talked about in the last show. Say, hi, guys. A buddy had a Flight 2000 missing speech and approached me for help earlier this year. I analyzed the board and concluded that the TSI was bad. Which is a special chip. Yep, and they're hard to get. So I figured out that the chip was used, and I don't know why I didn't think of this. It probably was used in certain types of calculators and chess computers from way back. You know, probably like a talking calculator, allow, and pursue the idea of obtaining one of these to scalp it. 
The calculator was a no-go, as they are all very collectible in their own right. I would assume like a talking calculator would be. The chess computers, too, but a better bet. Looking for these, I realized that the company also made other highly exotic devices, and I was able to source a bridge card game computer and rob the TSI from that. Felt kind of bad about it, as the unit is so cool and crazily complex. Barcode on playing cards. Awesome stuff. And he he sent us an image and a video. And uh, let's see, story number two. In my search, I found a guy who was a vintage chess computer geek and collector, but he's very protective of the culture he loved and would only help with spare parts if it was used to repair a chess computer, not a pinball machine. Zoinks. And he wants to remind us that the sales tax where uh, Suron is is 25%. There you go. There's your free health care. You're paying for it in other ways. Thank you, Suron. We're going to say your name right from now on, damn it. Thank you, sir. Email from Greg. Uh, sent an email about a um, audio software that might be help me edit you. No, oh, that's going to be impossible. This is P.S. After listening to your reviewers bagging tournaments in tech, I want to put in a vote for both of these. I enjoy your tournament discussions and your tech commentary is the highlight of the show for me. I learn a lot about how to look after my own collection. Cheers, Greg from Australia. Mm-hmm. That's Oz, right? Yes, it is. Okay, I got that right. Thank you, Greg. And one more, and this one confuses me, because I got a couple of emails, a couple of notifications on this. It's like, this is from Parnell. It says, hey guys, I saw Mantis, this Mantis Amusements, posted, that's Carrie Stair, posted a new Stern Electronics part. And it was a uh, receiver, a lockdown bar receiver. I have it, yes, I have those. It says, man, it. Mantis is really bending some metal. Uh, I was talking in the Pinside thread and trying to get Mantis to make some kicker arms because yes, they are on a table been... as well. The thing is, keep up on all the great episodes, Parnell. Thank you, Parnell. Thank you, Parnell. Uh, I actually have the lockdown bar, and it's great. It's the, the receiver, yeah, but we we mentioned that yeah, months ago. ago. Months ago. So he must have not had it on the site, or he didn't start no, promoting I got it, it till got, late. I, when I ordered it, it That's was on the I site. That's what I thought. Yeah. Everyone was saying, you know, Ron, he just put these out there, and it's like, I could have swore we already talked about this like a month ago, and, and Bruce bought I've, one. I've had it in my garage for three months. Yeah, which, it, it was it was a big game or was it a cheetah? One of those, I thought. Uh, I won it for cheetah. Yeah, the cheetah one is really rusty. That's so weird. He must have just started advertising it again. Unless or... he ran out of them, and what oh, he does, maybe. he takes it off the site. Maybe. Okay. Probably because we told people that it was there. That's what it is, and and yeah, they ran out instantly. Word. <laughs> our, 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 we have spoke to the gods sure. of people and we have told them <laughs> where to buy this stuff <laughs> alright you had a shout out yes I did uh, go for it unfortunately we cause injury now we cause injuries okay yes we do uh, Warren Legas from Australia uh, I'm going to read the message completely to you uh, hi Bruce I'm a longtime fan of the show I'm an Aussie and love ELO so right then and there two of my favorite things an Aussie, and yellow. I love the way you guys go about your podcasting. While walking on November 29th, I was listening to your podcast number 155, released that day. I was so into your podcast, I fell and broke my leg. I am slowly recovering. I've only made a 15-minute into the podcast, but while listening, in recovery to catch up. I'm sorry, Harry, about bar. Bloody COVID sucks. Merry Christmas. And then he sends plenty of pictures of his recovery of his leg up in traction and trying to relearn how to walk. Damn. So, uh, Warren, this shout-out is for you, mate. That's right. We're so good it hurts. It's so good it hurts. That's right. 
I haven't done my terrible Australian accent in a while. No, you have not. But do Aussies want to hear more of my terrible Australian accent? Well, Ryan and Marty still talk to us, so I'm assuming yes. Yeah, but they might not. It's like, yeah, we, we listen to you because you don't do that terrible Australian accent anymore. And speaking of those two, it was nice to hear another new head-to-head. Oh, that was so good. It was so good. Oh, it just made me miss it even more. It did. It was like, oh, man, come on. It's like a little child of ours. We help create. <laughs> it's like, what's the problem? I know. They were the best. They were the best. They were the they kings. are the best. They are the kings. I'll say that right out. That one year they had where they interviewed everyone under the sun. Mm-hmm. And every episode was hilarity. Almost caused me getting a car accidents. Yeah. Laughing so hard. Uh, oh god, they god, are the best. I miss it. We miss you guys. Uh, it was good to hear you again together. We hear you separate, and it was like they never left. That was the thing. Exactly. It's just, uh, the chemistry is there, and I'm hoping for a reach around award. A reach around? Yeah, you didn't hear about that? Uh, that's a, well, we have one minute until our guests arrive. So, I know, the final round, the reach around awards? The reach around awards. Yes, you can pay to win them. Yes. <laughs> but I'm expecting since we are so well known, we should get a free reach around. A free reach around? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love those two. Marty and Jeff. Jeff, we love you, man. Yes, we're going to be talking about your game. Yeah. So, Bruce. Yes, sir. Our guests are on. All right. I love it. So who do we have, Bruce? You do the intros. Oh, we have the Dream Team, who is now doing the rules for Led Zeppelin. We have the lead programmer, Tim Sexton. Hello. It's me, Tim Sexton. (laughs) We also have Raymond Davidson. Yo, hey. How's it going? All righty. How are you doing, Raymond? Good. And... We have Dean Grover. Hi, guys. Good morning, guys. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Some people earlier than others. Yes. (laughs) We're two different time. We're in three different time zones on this call. So we're here to talk about the new exciting release from Stern, Led Zeppelin. So you guys have played it already? You know all the rules and everything? No, we don't. That's why we have the three of you on here to tell us all about it. I did read the rule sheet, though, that you just put out. Uh, A little less uh, pages than the Avengers rule sheet. Yeah. I think there were 11 pages, something like that. Yeah, that's still a lot, I guess. I mean, it it doesn't fit on the rule card. (laughs) Does anything fit on the rule card? Since... Probably not since, like, 1981. Yeah. Harlem Globetrotters. That's it. Plunge ball. Hit drop targets. Hit spinner. Go. (laughs) So (laughs) this title's been rumored for quite some time. And from a previous interview, I think it was on um, Marco's specialty stream, Steve Ritchie said how this is a long time coming for him. Like, this is a theme he always wanted to do since, I guess, he said 1968 when he first saw the album in a store. You want to talk about how how I that took so long, or <laughs> I mean, it took so long. Believe... So I don't know when exactly he asked for it or anything else, or if it took so long. So why don't you tell us? Did it take a while to get this? Yeah, I think this was well. This was a license that the world has been seeking <laughs> for a really long time to do a licensed products. I think you know your history of licensing goes from like. You know, it's not that long ago, but you still have like your up from camp was Captain Fantastic the first licensed game up to now. You sort of have that 
huge explosion of licensed products. And I think that entire time people wanted to do Led Zeppelin and it just wasn't possible. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And somehow our licensing director, Jody Dankberg, was able to secure it finally. He said he had been working on it for a long time and uh, we got the deal done and we were able to make the game and we were all excited. Like, yeah, the only Led Zeppelin pinball machine ever. This is awesome. And this comes through just on like the heels of another breakthrough license we got with the Beatles a couple years ago. So yeah, it's been it's been good for Stern. I think we have a reputation as a company and we have a good licensing director that makes that happen. That's all beyond uh, what we do pretty much. We're just we just work on the games. So since we have all three of you on here, what what is each of yours involvement in the game? What do each of you do on this game? I guess I'll start so my title on the game was lead software developer. Pretty much means I was the first one on the project, and from there I had to start it off, work with Steve, and kind of come up with the game plan. And when I started working on this game, Dean was working on other projects, and Raymond wasn't even employed at the company. Oh, wow. So uh, when they joined the project, they both joined as support software engineers, and then kind of wherever I have the project at that point, we decide, hey, here's what I think the rest of the game needs. So I would hop on this. And then I try to also, as after people have some time on the project, say like, and if you guys have any suggestions of what you want to do or anything that you think needs some stuff, you know, put it on the list and then we'll take care of it. So Dean joined, and I don't know what Dean was working on before. I was working on uh, Turtles. Okay. So yeah, you joined about... August or so? Yeah, I was trying to think about that. I think that's about right. Yeah, so you were working on Turtles up until maybe July or so, and that game, like a month after that game was released, and then jumped on board Led Zeppelin and started working on it with me. And then it kind of happens where right now, like, I'll be working on it for a little while, and then I'll get all the art team people working on it as well. So that was like Chuck Ernst and Denai Kadifathana. And then that whole team came on, and then Raymond was working on Avengers, so that was an even closer release. And then he came on in maybe like September, I think, if that's right. Yeah, that sounds right. So should I jump into what what I what I was doing basically, or what I'm doing? Sure, sure. <laughs> so, so like Tim said, he he kind of provided the framework and foundation, a lot of you know, got everything up and running, and then basically would uh, delegate tasks like work on the song modes, you know, use, uh, use this one as an example. Uh, he, he, he had one of the songs kind of done. And so I just used that as an example and then came up with my own rules for the, uh, you know, the nine other, uh, song modes when the songs should change, which shots should be lit at what times. My favorite is the, uh, the center ramp guitar solo on whole lot of love and communication breakdown. It was, uh, that was like, a epiphany moment when i when i came up with that idea i was like oh man that's perfect right right when the guitar solo starts just start slamming that center ramp so yeah basically you know he'd want me to do the uh, song modes or oh can you do this uh, multi-ball come up with a, a system for the tour multi-balls like this is how they're qualified this is how they start but i don't really know what they should all do or how they should all interact so i came up with the four different tour multi-balls that all kind of tie vaguely to the tasks that they uh, are required to do, like ramps, targets, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, Zeppelin multi-ball, just any any sort of task that um, hadn't been fleshed out yet. And 
So I, I was doing quite a bit on um, just like the actual rules integrations. Yeah, so I kind of basically just come up with the part of the game, like there's a multi-ball here. This is how you start modes. This is how modes function. This is how many there are. This is the content they're related to. And then the details of them, I'm like, oh, I'll just get to those later because I try to make sure the big picture is correct first before the details of actually what shots are lit are filled in. So then it's great when you have pinball people like on your project because Dean and Raymond are both you know, big-time pinball players who are like, oh, I've always wanted to do a mode like this or something. So then you're like, great, <laughs> here's your chance to do a mode like this. Yeah, definitely. Yep. And then there's a, there's other parts of the project. Like we have, I guess it goes from like your switches and your lamps and your devices and stuff to rules, to light shows, to sounds, to speech and every and shaker motor and all that sort of stuff. So there's a lot of pieces of every single thing you put in the game. And I think we delegate it pretty well. I don't put someone to be like, okay, you're just light shows for the whole project. I think we each had our own share of rules and lights and speech and sound for the most part. I know Dean did a lot of like... The records. Uh, yeah, the record rules, which tie into the whole game. I'll let you talk about that, Dean. Okay, well, yeah, I did some of that. And uh, yeah, a lot of the display integration with that kind of stuff. Also, a lot of the tour qualification uh, rules. Tim had laid a lot of stuff out pretty well as far as like just a framework to go from. And so, yeah, I just kind of plugged stuff in and said, okay, if I have, have to shoot orbits, what's a good level of, of doing that? And, you know, how many spinner spins should I need and things like that. I really liked the, uh, the way he did this, you know, the songs initially. And, you know, Raymond picked up and, and ran those out because um, that's it's kind of a different thing. And, of course, Tim can talk about that. But uh, certainly, um, yeah, a few rules. Lots of little light shows. I'll kind of go through and say, oh, you know, this doesn't doesn't look very exciting. So let's make some, you know, more flashy lights and, and things like that. And the thing is, you have you have a lot of experience with those music pins too, because you you did Beatles, right? That's true. Most people, you know, they know they know Tim, they know Raymond, but your name comes up every once in a while. And I think you've done a lot of games there. Like, haven't you done most of the pin games? Yeah, I started my first project was actually doing the um the spider-man home game with george and yeah from there we we went to some offshoots you know i did supreme next which was kind of interesting because you know that you're <laughs> the license with that is like you know okay we're, we can use supreme <laughs> what do they tie themselves with everything or nothing depending on your point of view yeah then beatles then i came back and did the star wars home game um as well Obviously, kind of you know, very similar to Spider-Man, but not not too many people saw Spider-Man, so you know, a lot more exposure to Star Wars. And then I did a, a few. I did a little bit of work on Stranger Things. Then I did quite a bit of work on Turtles. That for me, that started probably right before COVID in February, I think, or before it was you know a big deal. So yeah, I mean, a lot of different things, and you know, I've. I've touched a couple other games as well. I did just a little bit of stuff on Jurassic Park way back when, and even in Iron Maiden. But that's common with a lot of the guys at Stern is that, you know, you, you have, you know, the, the well-known names or whatever. But, yeah, there's, you know, people like Wason um, and Mike Kisbet, they work on a lot of things as well. It's it's kind of a, you know, we fill in the, we fill in the blanks and, and just make, 
you know, last minute, you know, we're, we're last minute support for some of this stuff too, which, you know, it's fine with me. It's, it's pinball. So it's fun. And you're in Colorado. So did you actually get a game? Do you get games there? Do they send you any games to work on or is it just all remote? Yeah, they, they actually send a cabinet out. Um, so I have a, an Aerosmith cabinet and that's been used for almost everything. Um, and we just plug in with, with the spike two system, you know, we just plug in a play field. So, you know, I've, I've gotten, I'll get a white wood and then sometimes I'll get an arted play field towards the end, uh, depending on, you know, what it is or like, you know, we'll start with what I think I had a pro first for Led Zeppelin. And then, you know, once the premium started rolling out, you know, there's only only two or three of us to do the software. So it's like, well, everybody needs to be able to, you know, there, there's a lot of things to do on, on, especially with premiums on the devices and stuff. So, you know, Tim kept busy on that. But, uh, yeah, I was able to help there. So, yeah, it's I've got a Supreme cabinet that does my Spike 1 work and an Aerosmith cabinet that does my Spike 2 work. And I've, I've done that. I've actually got a Spider-Man prototype that was just kind of thrown together as well that I started with. But it's really not that hard to send a play field compared to an entire game. I mean, at least, uh, you know, it, it doesn't take a big, uh, you know, semi to deliver it. Yeah, I picture now all these white woods across the country under blankets in people's houses <laughs> as they do software. <laughs> Nothing to see here, people. This room is closed off to everyone else. <laughs> yeah, but we actually yeah, make right. Dean mail his play fields back. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes oh. I did. I did kind of destroy one, so that was one of the Spider-Mans. Did they make you pay for postage for that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they don't, they don't do that. Okay, yeah. okay. Now, yeah, you guys are talking about a, a difficult thing we've now had to deal with for the past year is making manufacturing with COVID. Can you tell us a little bit how you guys have overcome this and actually have made some of the best games that have been coming out of Stern this past year? how you guys have all worked together and made this happen? Well, on the manufacturing side, when the state shut down the facility, that was bad. Obviously, no one could come in and make any games. But we did, uh, our company quickly did everything they could on the manufacturing side to get back up to speed. And I know that's like, that department is kind of separate from product development. Product Mm -hmm. development, where we work, Raymond and Dean and myself, we all kind of just got our stuff, went home, and kept working remotely through this. Mm-hmm. So our workflow didn't change too much, except we lost the in-person stuff, and we replaced it with technology like Slack and Zoom and all those other communication tools that everyone's been using now, and everyone had to upgrade their own personal stuff. Manufacturing was tough because now you have to do your distancing on the line, and you have to make sure everyone has masks and temperature checks and they completely reconfigured the factory and made everything totally different. I think we have posted a few pictures of that on Facebook of mm-hmm. how it looks in some videos. And you can see there's like shower curtains between every single station on the line. And everyone's wearing masks and safety glasses. And even the, the microwaves are spaced apart. The famous microwaves. Oh, my God. The stirred tour. Yeah, that whole lunch <laughs> area has got to be yeah. totally different now because all those tables, they were right next to each other. Yeah, they they constructed these big barriers between them. So there's a big um, plastic sheet with a wood frame between every single thing. So it looks totally different. I think they even changed the way lunch shifts work so more people can eat at different times so it's not as crowded at the tables and everything. 
I think the biggest loss for the factory and the saddest part to me is the roped off arcade that is uh, basically closed uh, yeah. for playing. And uh, <laughs> so even the arcade at Stern is closed. Yes, he's closed. <laughs> that's no, that's depressing. Yeah, I think the CDC or someone did provide guidelines on mm-hmm. operating arcade games considering the pandemic, and you have to like wipe them down every single game or something. I don't know. It's what they recommend, and they have a big warning there to say this is how you could run an arcade during the uh, pandemic. And I know various businesses have still, you know, all around the country and the world have tried to consider how do we run a uh, arcade during the pandemic, and I've seen a lot of ways to do it and. Mm-hmm. I've tried to help places out. I mean, this is kind of aside from what's happening at Stern, but it's all been affected, and some have been more affected than others for sure. But it's exciting uh, seeing uh, seeing Led Zeppelin's arrive at the arcades that uh, are are still open. And yes, it is. Get their hands on it. Yeah, that like just started happening over this past week or so, where people have actually been like, "Oh, I played three games on it. It's pretty cool," you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So there are some places where it's still open. Some places where. You know, there's capacity restrictions and there's health guidelines and people can still have a chance to play or even play outside, too, where it's still warm, mm-hmm. which was funny to see people like on the porch playing pinball. Well, did you know Rock Fantasy? They got a pro, Led Zeppelin. I know. I... Also a premium and also an LE? No, <laughs> no, that's that's reserved for um, Iron Maiden only, I believe. Yes. <laughs> okay, so you get the license. Why don't you go through the development process? Like the songs, I'm assuming they just told you what songs or what songs you could use or what songs you couldn't use. Well, yeah, so we got the license. Well, it was kind of like a fingers crossed we think we're going to get the license. So when Steve was working, like after Black Knight, Steve has to go on to his next game. And then they were like, we think we're going to get Led Zeppelin here. And then, I mean, I don't know what happens over there. They're just like, okay, we did. We got Led Zeppelin. And, um, you know, as part of getting Led Zeppelin, like we had pre-sent like a collaborative song list that a lot of people had a hand in. I think Steve had a hand in it, too, as well as some other people, just to see like, okay, these are the songs we want. There was no Stairway to Heaven. That was just off the table from the get-go. So I've seen a lot of people speculating that Stairway to Heaven may appear in the game. Sorry, guys. I just want to put the kibosh on that. Stairway is not coming. It's just I've heard of like wizard mode or or a topper mode that'll play it or other I've heard all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, the rumors have been wild on that. And... Yeah, you'd think if it was in the game, it would be announced as one of the songs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We yeah. would not be uh, shutting up if we had Stairway to Heaven. But no, it's it's not really available for reasons I don't even know. But no one's ever going to be satisfied by that answer. Like, why, why couldn't you get it? It's like, I, we just couldn't. <laughs> it's just not in the game. But we have 10 great songs. Like, I, we knew we weren't going to have Stairway, but we are like, okay, we still have these great songs. I mean, they're pretty much all their most played songs for the most part. And they cover a huge span of their albums. I think we have six of their studio albums covered. Yeah, I have no issues. That they're all, they're all, they're well-known songs. I mean, you, you, you'll well-known. hear them all on classic rock radio. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And they jam they jam pretty dang good when you're when you're flipping to it, I gotta say. They it's pretty fun. Yeah, so right. So pretty much when Steve got the project and then it was like, Okay, Tim, are you okay to work with Steve again? I'm like, Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, okay. You're working on Led Zeppelin with Steve. And he has to take some time to draw the playfield first. 
it's hard to do software when it's just a blank piece of wood. But after he kind of has the layout set up, and then I was talking to him more every day, this is in 2019, before we went home, you know, we got pretty far on the the first Whitewood and the layout and everything. And then we had been talking every day in the factory before we had masks and Steve couldn't hear me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so by the time we went home in March, I had like a full printout diagram of what the playfield looked like, plus an actual Whitewood with... I think it was like partially wired. It had no lamps, but it had all the devices or something. And with the limited staff at the factory, when we built new Whitewoods and we got new parts and all of our vendors were affected too. So things were a little bit delayed, but I was kind of working away with what I had at first in like March, April, May. Don't know how long it took exactly, but we had planned it out pretty well. And we had talked about just going through the music and everything like the the novel thing of the game was the song modes were going to be dynamic based on the music that their song shots would change. So you have kind of like multiple modes in one song, which we thought was pretty cool. And we talked about the lighting and everything. So we knew we had that plan going forward already. We talked about having a pop-up device on the premium play field, and then we solidified that design later and added it to the Whitewood. So all all, all that stuff was pretty much there in place way back and then when when, when did the expression lights uh come to being oh that was from the very beginning i actually had expression lights before i had other lights (laughs) that's true yeah i had just like strips of the lights before they were in the cabinet i just had them kind of like loose like cable mock-up and I could work on them, and I would just taped them up to the sides of the cabinets so I could kind of mock them up to see where they were. We only went through a couple iterations on that because at first we were going to do really bright lights, but then they had no color. And then we were checking out like how much current that draws, what our power supply could handle, blah, blah, blah. And then when we figured out we could get all those lights with the RGBs, we went with that direction. And uh, yeah, it looks pretty cool in the game. So whose idea was he? Was it just a group effort? Because I know Steve used those on was something similar. He had the lasers on the Star Trek LE. Yeah, it was Steve. I guess it was Steve. <laughs> like, I definitely pushed really hard to do RGB, and he didn't want to do it at first. He wanted to do, like, bright lights. But then that was, like, we got him so bright, and then we did the current draw, and then we he didn't realize how cheap the prices of the rgb leds had come down Mm. and he didn't realize how bright they could be too so he was just worried that it wouldn't be enough and i thought they would be so then when we finally got the products and from like the prototypes then we were like oh yeah this is all right this is definitely the way to go and i was like yes i wanted rgb (laughs) so for those who don't know what we're talking about which is possible the the expression lighting itself they're like lights in the cabinet like along the um the sidewall Right, so they're mounted inside the cabinet, and they're part of like the art blade, but has art around it to frame it. So then you see the lights poke through, and there's actually 48 times three because RGB, 48 lights on each side and two rows of 24, and they shine down kind of across the playfield and illuminate it. But we're also able to completely control it in the game code and be perfectly in sync with the game. So what we do in Led Zeppelin is we have every song 
has like a background light show like you would see at a concert if you're watching a concert right now and they have those crazy light shows and it's perfectly synced to everything in the game so you'll hear like the cashmere like the da, 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 and then there'll be like the big sweeps of lights coming down the sides in the different colors so it just provides the overall enhanced concert gameplay experience that we were we wanted to go for because there's no Led Zeppelin concerts. No. There's been one in 2007 and yeah. hasn't been any since. So Now, the good thing about those lights is it comes standard on the premium and LE, but you can add them to the Pro also. The cabinets, right. that's the best thing I think about it. Yeah, so people getting their Pros will see that there's a plug, like routing, covering the routing on the side of the cabinet. So eventually, we're going to release a kit that you can upgrade your Pro with those expression lights. That is the uh, that is actually the nicest option I've seen in a long time. Which because if you can't afford the premium, or you wanted the pro because of the artwork or the shots, you could still make it premium like. Plus, I would think from a code standpoint, you have the expression lighting code is the same across the LE premium and pro. You don't have to change anything. Yeah, pretty much. We just make sure, we just detect if the expression lights exist. Actually, Dean put that in. If the expression lights aren't plugged in, as in the node board's not detected, then it won't execute that stuff. But as soon as you get the node board, it'll recognize, ah, oh, it's there, and it'll, it'll play it the same. So there's nothing you have to do once you plug it in on the Pro. It'll just work. The Art Blades, is it LE only or LE and Premium there's Art Blades? Because I've seen some Premiums that have, they had, or at least it said it was a Premium, but it had the Art Blades, which was weird, because normally I thought you guys only put them in the LEs standard. Right, so now there's just one art blade because it is with the expression lights have a blade aspect to it. So it's both the LE and the premium have those same art blades, I guess, but now they have the lights mounted in them. So it's kind of different because it's two different pieces. It's the piece that actually physically goes inside the cabinet and holds it there structurally and holds all the cabling and everything, and then there's the rest of the art blade piece. That was the only part that confused. I noticed it was it was shown like in premiums, and I thought that was that's different. Yeah, we like, typically like do that. the LE only art blades, and then the the uh, st- the art blades you could buy for the pro or the premium. But this one, it's just the one model because of the lights. So you can like, if you had to get the lights out, you could. If you had to remove them, just say a uh, bulb went bad. <laughs> that's not, well, <laughs> they're mounted on strips. They're not bulbs. <laughs> I can. <laughs> I'm just saying, say long, the whole thing went bad and you, you had, had to replace yeah, it. If you had to remove the whole thing, you could remove the whole thing. Okay. Yes. That's what yeah. I was worried because when I saw it's like, if, if that's like a typical art plate sticker over it and it's, it's behind the sticker, how would you actually get the thing out if it had to be repaired or if replaced? Pull it out the back. That's what our uh, engineers are for. That's why they get paid the big bucks to figure, figure out questions like those. Yeah. No, so it's one, there's one cabinet model and there's just that the pro has that filler on it the plug and then yep. it's the same cabinet once you wrote you take that out super easy and then you put your art blades in, or your expression lights in yep, which are one of the same and then you've got them there and they look really nice it, it oh, any beautiful i mean well i guess you don't have to answer this but are there any plans to do this in future titles or is this just one and done type thing or maybe or you cannot confirm or deny I, that's not, yeah, it's not a question I know the answer to even, so. Well, I'm going to say it. I like to see it in other games because it could make, it's not going to fall off. That's what I like about them the most. It's not going to fall off when you raise your play field. 
it's made for the optimal view and angle and everything else. That's what I like about them. I'm also thinking from a manufacturing point of view, it would be easier just yes. to make the same cabinets with the same routing yep. and not have like, well, these are the Zeppelin cabinets and these are the Stranger Things cabinets and they're different, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. I think there's a lot of potential, I hope. So you were talking about the, the rule set and the different stages of of the songs. And I, I saw an interview recently where you basically said you were, you were looking at different gaming trends and trying to associate some of those trends into the pinball machine. Maybe you can go into that. I heard, also heard things about crazy multipliers like, like 1.1x or 2.1x or other things. That's yeah. not crazy. Crazy is the 18.4, 25.7x. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You've just melted Ron's brain. Yeah, I'm already lost. <laughs> well, the song thing was just, I was looking at how to do something different for a pinball machine. I guess when I say I look at gaming trends, like Keith and I do this. We like play other video games, like single player, multiplayer video games. And we're like, I like how they did this in this game. I wonder if you could adapt that to pinball or something. And I was like thinking about how, this was a long time ago. I was just thinking about how when you play like a MOBA game, so like your League of Legends or your Dota or something, your upgrades are like plus 12% hit damage or something like that. You know, you get just like these little bits of things and then it somehow like the top players like know exactly what the math is going to be and they know exactly what to do or whatever. But just instead of everything being this whole number like, you know, double damage, triple damage, quadruple damage, it's like you just get a little piece of it. And I was like... I'd like to do that for scoring in some way in a game because for pinball, you're doing something twice is like hitting a shot twice, which is tough. So I was like, if you could only do like a 1.3 multiplier, it's still a little bit more, but it's not like, you know, once you get up to four times hitting something, that's like hitting a shot four times in a row, which is really hard to do. I was just thinking about the equivalent between the shot making and the, the multiplier value. I think there's also some of that that's bled over into the song awards themselves because they kind of get built up from a various things that on their own are very small but accumulate so like your gold records the number of shots you made in the game that sort of thing they just every little bit adds up and so like you said the people who really want to know can dive in and do the math but for the average player it's like oh this is just going up you know it's getting higher and higher same with the multipliers it's like oh you could figure out how to get the 0.7x, but you don't really need to know. You just need to know when it says 1.7x, you're getting more points than if it said 1.2x. Yeah. So I don't know. It's all just kind of like based on upgrade systems. But really, all what what matters when you're communicating the rules to someone is how this translates to gameplay. And I think the best way to explain it to someone is, hey, focus on the song mode shots. And then, you know, use your multiballs to kind of continue you going in the game but you really want to focus on the song mode shots and then when you see um your multipliers already decide if you want to start it or you want to try to build it up more so it's yeah you don't have to do all the crazy math in your head it's just kind of like you'll see stuff just getting better and better as you get more and more into the game so if you get in the flow of the game you'll just be having a good ball with good multipliers and good song scoring so yeah all you got to do, so here's the thing. As people get these games, I don't want to just have people think like, oh my god, this is some crazy complex thing. It's like, no, just play it. Just shoot the shots. And then you'll just get it. Agree. <laughs> yeah. 
it's always harder to explain it in English because no one can see the playfield in front of them while I'm saying these words and understand what I'm saying. Yeah, it is. For someone like me who probably after page one of the 11-page rule set is already lost, it's like, okay, what, what am I supposed to do on this game? Please help me. Now, the game is being shipped right now at, what, point nine one or 9? What did I hear? I heard... Yeah, point nine one is the current yes. code version. Yep, which is great. That's That means you, you, you've you got a lot into it so far, which is great for all the people who are going to be buying the game. And that there's room for improvement, of course, because we always try to go for the magical 1.0, <laughs> it seems like. So, great job, guys, all of you, for really getting this... Yeah, I mean, we're just, have. we're constantly iterating on it. I know I play mine, you know, pretty much every day. And then just as I'm playing it, write notes of like, oh, that that was weird or this could be better or, oh, I should totally do this. And, you know, Dean, I'm sure you play yours because I get notes from you being like, hey, this this is kind of weird. Um, you know, Tim, probably you play it. So we're all just trying to make it better and better so that each code update is better than the one before it. Yeah, sometimes I'll be having a really good game, and then I like stop to write something down, and then I drain my next ball instantly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's annoying. <laughs> now I'm going to go for a personal note here, guys. I'm going for a personal note here. Some other podcasts in this world have flipper codes. Wink, wink, Tim. How oh, long Jesus have we known you? <laughs> send, us a, send us a video uh, of the uh, 768 by whatever magic resolution and... And then, yeah, I don't know, who knows? Hey, I like that. See, Ron? You just gotta ask. Why do you do such things? Because I've known Timmy for so long. Timmy hates playing against me in tournaments. Right, Tim? That's true. The last Pinburg we were played together in, I thought Timmy was gonna come over and actually hit me over the head. How do you play this, Bruce? You just flip. He just uh, flips the dances. Yeah. Well, then this <laughs> is the perfect game for Bruce. <laughs> they don't no, I've seen Bruce when things aren't going his way, and then I've seen Bruce when things are going his way, and it's a pretty... It's a swing. You wear your emotion very uh, obviously. On yeah, your, he, he does. He your does. body language, what do you play? And then I do too, so... Oh, we all do. We all do. You can see, <laughs> yeah. oh, I think the only one we don't see it on is Keith. Yeah. <laughs> I really do admit that. He's just very, okay, go up there and just play. And then you what? have... Uh, and then you have... Uh, he mutters yeah, to himself, Josh. but he's super quiet, so you can't yes. hear. I've seen yeah. Keith pissed off, so. Oh yeah, we all have, but he doesn't try to show it. He doesn't oh, really. He, when you kick High Deal, I think he showed it. Yes. <laughs> but I would kick <laughs> High Deal also, so. Gosh, yelling and screaming at the machine. So, that spinner toy. Yeah. That spinner sound is awesome. I love that spinner sound. It is awesome. So how did that come about? That has a name. Is it the magic? Yeah, the electric magic. The electric magic. Device. Um, yeah, so that was what I was saying. Like, Steve, when he was doing the premium, he's like, I want something to come out of the game, but not just be like it comes up as a bash toy. I want it to have, like, different states. You know, so he wanted something to come up and not be the same every single time. And what we wound up being able to do was it's like okay it's a device that comes up and it is one shot right it has like just a spinner through it but then it also has that magnet then the backstop there to catch it so it could go down it could actually lock the ball below the play field come back up you could bash it the ball off the magnet so then when you have the ball held on the magnet then it becomes a bash toy so it was like what was the way we could get a bunch of states into one up down device and that was what it wound up being 
the electric magic device. So it's something he's like, I've wanted to do something like this in a pinball machine for a long time. He showed me some crazy thing he had prototyped at one time and like for some game in the 2000s. I don't even remember which one and uh, never made it on the game. But he's like, I- I've had like this idea to do like this raising device thing with some, you could shoot through it or shoot it and hit it and stuff like that. So yeah, that was all Steve. And then he took it over to Elliot Eisman, our mechanical engineer, one of our mechanical engineers, who kind of made it a reality. So Elliot and I worked on just a couple, like, how are the switches going to sense? How are we going to prevent it from getting jammed? Switches like the uh, opto spinner? Oh, yeah, there's a bunch Mm -hmm. of switches on it. There's the opto spinner, there's the entrance switch, the magnet switch, and then there's the up-down position switches which are based on the device position and the motor's not actually attached. So I showed it on the Marco stream how you can't actually get a ball jammed in it. So if the device comes down and it crunch lands on a ball, you would think, oh no, the motor's going to like get jammed, but it's actually not physically attached. It just relies on gravity to like keep the device down. So it just continues moving and it comes back up and it frees the ball. So that's Elliot there to like make sure like okay this is a device that's not going to get broken by something that happens. And then you don't need the um, the Doctor Who warning of uh, fingers getting sliced off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I actually put my fingers in there all the time. I don't recommend it, but like it's not gonna. It's just the weight of the, vi- the device is going to hold fall on your finger. It's not anything else. There's no motor that's going to pull that down. And yeah, the Opto Spinner is awesome. Everyone loves the Opto Spinners. Love it. <laughs> Dina worked with two of them on the Beatles. And I think that one on the left side, like you can hit it as a backhand and it just keeps spinning. It's really fun. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the art. Very popular subject. I actually like the pro art. It's definitely growing on me. It came out and all I heard was the, the Bugs Bunny birthday ball, like comments. <laughs> which actually, I don't mind the art on Bugs Bunny birthday ball. It's more the gameplay of that game that's the problem. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think people expected it to be like Metallica or something. I, I don't know. I, they, they expect to have that kind of artwork as opposed to just it's the album. It's the albums. I mean, yeah. it's iconic imagery. I mean, whether I, I, it makes sense. Yeah, I think it's just the some of the pinball people talking about that cuz everyone I've seen on the Led Zeppelin stuff thinks it looks great. And then in addition, everyone I've Scene who sees it in real life thinks it looks nice. And as they've started going on location, if you look at the pictures people take, like when it's in the arcade, oh yeah, they look it's great. next to the games, they yeah, look great looks, and they stand out. It blends in nicely, but it doesn't, you know, well, it's it blend, not offensive. It blends it's, in and stands out at the same yes, time somehow. Yes. <laughs> so um, who's doing the animations? Oh, that's the giant art the giant, team. Giant yeah. Art team. <laughs> yeah, so... Well, there's a lot of pieces of it. So we have, I'll start with the video. So every song has that background video using the real footage. And there are two guys who did all those. That was Eric Drucker and Larry Watman, who did all those videos. And then we have all the animation and stuff on top of it, like spinners and everything. So let me try to go through the list here of everyone. Do you, I'm going to name everyone, actually. I'm not going to not do it because our art team is huge now. All right, alphabetical order. I've got Alex Bory, Chuck Ernst, David Liskovic, Mark Renises, Mark Galvez, Mimi Ernst, Olivia Jensen, Denai Kadivathana, and Tom Kizavat. All Thank worked on the art stuff. So we have a really big team now that's been growing to support 
basically all the LCD games we have. It's a lot more work than the dots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think we went from, what, like eight colors and, I don't know, some finite number of pixels to like full 3D and all this crazy stuff. It's a huge leap in technology. So, yeah, that team has really grown to support the game. Yeah, I always, I always feel bad uh, when they list art by or whatever and they list like one name, but it's like, you know, there's so many people working on it. On same- the display, yeah. yeah. And then there's a huge, I mean... So you had Stefan who did the art. Stefan Jensen did the art for the whole game. But that team also is Greg Ferris, Stephen Martin, and uh, Justin Freight are working on that static art, I guess. The non, non-display non art. So that entire art team is huge. I was surprised actually a little bit about the uh, the LE choice with not being a, an album, but being the the symbol for the, all the their record companies. That yeah. was the only thing I was a little surprised about. You know, it would have been nice to have another album. You know, like, I think it's just so colorful and iconic that they wanted is, the, the limited edition to really, really pop. You know, as a as a in a collection. I agree with that. I was just surprised. You know, you know, most rock albums, you know, rock things, they're going after albums. And look, look at the past history. ACDC, you had the you know the two LEs. You know, with uh, Metallica, you had the Master of Puppets. Master of Puppets, you know. So I was expecting the pattern to continue in some ways, you know. And it, you know, not a big deal. I, I like what they did with Beatles with the with the gold, you know, platinum and then diamond. That's that was another way of do it, looking at it also. So Bruce, if you were uh, you you're in charge, you're going to do the LE. What album are you using? <sighs> yeah, yeah, I know. I, I... Don't say Coda, or I'll hit you. No, no Coda. God no. I don't know. See? I think you answered your own question. You could do four. Four with the guy holding yeah, the... Yeah, I like the, the, the Grim Reaper. Is that what he's supposed to be? I think he is a little bit. Does anyone knows. know what that's supposed to be on that on four? I never... No. It's, it's like a guy carrying hay? What, what is he carrying? He's, I, he's carrying a, some sticks. Yeah, he's carrying sticks. I, I, I never understood that one. And you sure as hell can't use Houses of the Holy. No. No way. We did put the Hermit from the gatefold on four all over the playfield. It's on the uh, every single shot arrow is a Hermit shot. Nice. With the lantern, so. <laughs> but, you know, it just, you know, I was surprised. But I, I it does it does come out very nicely. And it did need an explanation in, in the beginning because people were like, why is that on there? You know, and when I, once I heard the explanation, I was like, okay, very easy, very simple. And your point behind it, you know, saying what album would you use? Oh. I didn't say that, but well, no, I did. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tim, Tim, Tim has a habit of people saying things that he said that he, he didn't say. <laughs> you don't say. Yeah, I don't know what happened because we were trying to listen to what I said on the wizard mode, and, and compared to what people had been hyping it up about, and I said nothing about it. I said you have to. I'm not going to say what it is. You have to earn it. And that's literally all you said was that one sentence. Yeah, and people are like, she said it was going to be something amazing and spectacular. I'm like, I did? Dun, dun, dun. I don't, that doesn't sound like a word I'd used. <laughs> and then we, we listened back. I'm like, yeah, that wasn't. That wasn't said. No. Well, let's talk about, we had the reveal. Yes. Which was on Facebook this time. Yeah. Was the, the thought that it would have a less chance of getting a ding or getting pulled, or having an issue than Twitch or YouTube? That's uh, one of those there are reasons 
answers I could give. Okay. Because <laughs> for those who don't know this, so it was revealed on Facebook. On uh, was it was it Stern's Facebook? Yeah, Stern Pinball's Facebook. Stern Pinball's Facebook, and I guess what after the first thirty minutes. Yeah, the chat told us to turn up the the game volume. <laughs> yeah, well, the weird thing is, I didn't get booted, and the two people I was watching it with that we were messaging, they didn't get booted either. So we were. I think conf- as long as you didn't refresh or close it. Well, were we good. were confused because when you guys started talking about because during the stream they started talking about like. Oh, uh, you'll be able to watch this later if you get, you know, if you're getting booted and like getting boot. Like, what are they talking about? And I, I think I watched that the whole stream. That was so weird because I had no idea if people, because we couldn't see the chat, we couldn't see anything, and so. And then people started telling us that the, it was gone, and then some people were saying, "No, it's still up." After that, it was all very confusing at the time. Mm. But then we just kept going, and then the whole thing is now available on SternPinball.com if you sign up for the the free insider account. Yep, which is great. It's free, folks. Yeah, exactly. man, I got to say that, that video looks pretty nice. That view that Jack had set up and you get to see the expression lighting and, you know, get to see me hitting a few, you know, super duper jackpots. That's pretty cool, too. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever have concern that you're showing a game and maybe you don't want people to see the wizard mode yet? And then you have someone like Raymond playing it. Is it a concern <laughs> that this might be a problem? Like, do you tell him at some point, like, yeah, tone it down, stop. <laughs> Or oh, yeah. step away from the machine because <laughs> you don't want people to look at it. Well, yeah, when I I try not to play, like, well, I'm always talking, so I can't even play that well anyhow. But, yeah, you don't want to give away everything, I guess, in the first stream. But No, no. Also, usually we're kind of, like, crunching at the last minute to, like, oh, I want to show this thing in there, too. So you want to make sure everything looks as best as it can. So, I don't know, it just gets a little scary sometimes when you've got, like, untested code in there. Like, something, you're going to do something on the stream that you never did at home. That's always going to happen, because it's, like, a day away from... <laughs> yeah, do you ever worry about <laughs> that, or, or some weird bug comes up? It happens. It happens. We, it happened to Keith. Yeah. Was, uh, well, that was, uh, the bug was not plugging in the Death Star or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's just, like, we have, we're kind of, like, putting something together because we're not in production yet with like the parts we have in the factory and maybe something changed before we went to we, we released something for production but it's not on that game yet like there's all sorts of crazy things to get there this is all like behind the scenes sort of when they show the simpsons joke and like the newscaster like clips his skin back behind his head that's what we're talking <laughs> about <right? laughs> like how we dress it up but yeah, it's it's a bit nerve-wracking, but usually we're at that point where we're so excited to just like stop talking about the game and just show it being played cuz everyone has their opinions and they start talking about the stuff and it's like yeah, it's always a pinball machine, so like is it fun? That's the next question. And we're like, "Hey, look, look, it's fun. <laughs> Play it. You'll see it's fun." Well, it's Steve Ritchie, so you know it's going to shoot good. Yes, mm-hmm. regardless of anything else. And the reveal was pretty complete. Like it had all the videos. Yep. They had the pro, and then you had the LE premium, and then you also had the accessory video. Yeah, we had all that stuff. And I got to point out that even before we did the stream, Led Zeppelin themselves put the announcement trailer and teaser up on their social media, which is great because that exposes like a whole group of people who may have just been fans of the band to. Hey, there's pinball machines and stuff too because another collectible item they can buy. If I yeah. remember, it got muted on their own Facebook. Uh, <laughs> no, they fixed that in like ten minutes. Okay, but yeah, it still was funny. <laughs> it has like four hundred thousand views too, which yes. is great because 
you know, those aren't all just people on the pinball forums and, and Facebook accounts and stuff. This is like, people are like, wow, there's new, you know, people haven't seen a pinball machine in a long time, which there still are a lot of those people. The like, classic wow. question, they still make those? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Did you get to work with any of the members of the band at all? Or was it all just done? Like, am I going to have Robert Plant doing voice call-outs, like popping up at some <laughs> point in the game, or probably not? Well, no. I think you had to get Robert Plant's blessing, probably. But Yeah, they all have, you know, influence on the game, and they have to give it approval and stuff. But, um, no, they're not they're not doing any voice acting on the game. Uh, Brendan Small does the voices on the game, and he provides that character that they had to approve and everything. I mean, they have to approve everything. That's basically what the licenses yeah. are. And I was thinking, before I saw the game, I was thinking, well, they probably won't have the band's voices in the game. So if they're going to have a narrator, they'll probably do a British guy. Yeah, you have to do it. Yeah, because I was thinking of Rolling Stones, and it's like, you almost have to do a British guy. That's the, And sure enough, when I saw the stream, like, hey, British guy. Actually, with um, the Beatles, they were able to use an American guy because of Cousin Brucey. Cousin Cousin Brucey. They had yep. him with the, uh, the Beatlemania theme was all about them coming to America. So. Oh, yeah. So, are they getting theirs? Are they each getting a game? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. Oh, man. I don't care about that stuff. Well, I guess it's cool if that stuff happens, but, like, that's not a question I want to, like, spend time on. I just want to make the no, game fun. No, and, and they probably don't care because they probably would never open it. They probably end up selling it years later. <laughs> they never update their code. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, sometimes people who get their games, like, there was just an Iron Maiden video where um, I can't remember the band member's name. He was just like playing his his Iron Maiden game. Bruce Dickerson had it. It was actually yeah. Bruce. Yes, Bruce Dickinson. I saw that. Dickinson. Yeah, sorry. Dickerson. So sometimes you're like, oh, they're never gonna play, and he's like, oh, this game's awesome. <laughs> I'll put it on my YouTube channel. I think uh, there's two videos out there of Carl Urban actually playing Star Trek LE. Oh, that's awesome. And I think wasn't Paul Stanley playing his Kiss? Yes, and it was in his background of one of the other videos also, yes. So, it sounds like this has been in pre-production and uh, set up since 2019, so we're talking almost the full 18 months. Conception to production? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even before I worked there, Tim would be like, yeah, I'm working on Steve's game. I'm like, <laughs> oh. Yeah, because Raymond was kind of, he interviewed in like February. You had like a weird because of COVID, like a weird start system. So Raymond was like, gonna come on board and then it kept getting pushed out. And then yeah, it, got, it kept getting pushed back thinking it would go away. And then once I realized it wasn't going away, I just was like, well, I gotta just go now. Like, just... Yeah. You gotta drive across the country yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so has Raymond been in the factory at all at this point? Yeah. Well, to pick up stuff, actually Raymond moved like right by Stern. Yes. So you could just waltz in there at like five minute drive to go in, but we have to go in there to pick up, like, we're supposed to pick up our own equipment, like Whitewoods and, you know, the latest uh, whatever they've come up with. Fixed. Sometimes Steve will be like, can you guys come in and test out this outlane post? I left a bunch on Tib's desk or something. You know, just stuff like that. So we go into the factory to do that. You kind of have to with the physical equipment and the prototypes and stuff. And then Dean will mail stuff to him if he needs it. Yeah, but That's how it always worked, because Dean's always been in Colorado. Yeah, how many... How many remote programmers do you have? Only three. We don't try to do it because um, it's just a pain. <laughs> yeah. We've done it for like 
senior people like Dean used to work at um, Williams. So he had pinball development experience. Did you guys know that? Uh, yeah, Dean, he worked on, you worked on Congo, right? Yep. Congo and uh, Safecracker. Ah, and you have a, like a proto Congo or something like that. Like yes. a sample combo. Yeah. 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 I have a proto combo and actually, or a combo. Yeah. Congo and actually a, uh, a road show as well. Cause that was actually my first assignment was working on doing some bug fixes to the last release of a road show. So they let me uh, buy that one when I, when I was done with it. So that was cool. That's cool. Let's rip some road. (laughs) (laughs) But we definitely at Stern, like since we have manufacturing and sales and development all in one building, which is sort of always how pinballs worked. I think they wanted me out here to move out here to Chicago and not just do it remotely in New York because you get to see how the games get put together. You get to see who works on the games. You get to learn everyone's names, what they do, that sort of thing. So, you know, assuming we go back into the factory at some point, we get the pandemic under control, then I'm sure Raven will be like, oh, I've never put this face to a name and this sort of thing. and get to know like these people, what they do, what their day-to-day is like, because it all is a lot of disciplines, very different. And, you know, just seeing like how the artists work, I used to just go into the art room all the time and be like, hey, real quick, do you guys like open this file or something? And now we're doing it on Slack or something like that. But mm-hmm. sometimes with the electronics guys, they're like making a prototype and like physically mocking it up on the bench. And I don't get to see that anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't get to see the process and what they're going through and what they need and that sort of thing. Yeah. So the people like the main, like the engineers are still in the office, but, you know, they'll probably come in one at a time and try to do their things. And they're spaced out. Yeah. yeah, it just depends on how what, what you could do from home and what you can't. Yeah. Since yeah I, mean, I was in... working at the office because I had moved recently and an emergency move, and then I just didn't have internet for like a week. So I just kind of lugged my stuff back to the office, worked there for a <laughs> week, and then came back. So that's unfortunate, but it looks like it's all been moving pretty smoothly. I think our organization has been doing really well with George. He's always showing off the number of people we have on our Zoom calls and stuff, like crushing it. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Zoom calls. He does the screenshots where you see all the people. Yeah, and it's huge. Like, Yeah, it, it is. The funny thing about Zoom, I guess I kind of saw Led Zeppelin before it came out because I was on at least one Zoom call with Timmy, and he'd have like the blanket over it in the background. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, I wonder what's under the blanket. <laughs> yeah, that was my old setup in my old – apartment i had the game behind me so anytime someone wanted to video call i'd throw a blanket over it so they couldn't see (laughs) i saw like a middle finger like hey you can't see what it is (laughs) (laughs) so uh now the pros are on the line they're being manufactured and then we're going to le's next and then premium and then pro again Uh, that's our usual thing yeah we do the pros le's and then then we fill the rest of the orders which has been a lot for Stern. That's that's the incredible part for you guys. Yeah, the business has been doing well despite everything. A lot of people are renting games now, which has kept a lot of the uh, the operators going with the yes. rental business. Yeah, I have some. I know people in Seattle that bought new Sterns just to rent out to people. Yeah. Yep. Right. So normally you might put it on a location. Yeah. Now you can rent it. You kind of get the guaranteed like this much a month instead of whatever's in the coin box, which mm-hmm. 
that might become a permanent uh, sort of part of pinball ecosystem even after this. And yeah, so the rentals and then people have been buying games for their home just because they're spending so much time at home. They're not going on vacation. Yeah. So it's a big plus. Now, uh, I don't know if you guys, I haven't said really much to anybody, but I'll let you guys in on a secret. We're starting to do a co-op out here. Oh, nice. So it will be in Rochester. And it will be at least five, maybe six people doing a co-op. <laughs> the the so, Silver Ball Sanctum? No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no it's going to be something named differently and everything like that. But the, here's the funny thing. The location we're looking at is literally two minutes from the old bar. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's going to be pretty much the same area. Hopefully get the same amount of people. No alcohol, nothing like It's going to be like the Sanctum. So, Bruce, if it's if it's a secret, am I supposed to edit that part out? No, no, no. You don't okay. have to. It's 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 in the planning stages right now. We're actually talking with a landlord, so hopefully, eventually, we'll be able to do this and put more games in. But right now, we're talking. I think the location can fit thirty-five games. Yeah, we have a co-op out here, ORD Pinball. Mm-hmm. Which a couple of guys have their games, and it's it's actually pretty close to where we work in Elk Grove Village in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, it's kind of like the Sanctum had that yes. huge thing, and they upgraded their space, and that place has been awesome. The 24-hour battle is a lot of fun. Yep. Are you going to do a Rochester 24-hour or a 48-hour I'd love hour to battle? do that. Yes, you know that. I'd love to do that. 96-hour I want to do, do 25 <laughs> hours. I want to be one better. One better, okay. <laughs> But uh, we, we do miss you, Tim, and you know, out here with us. You know, you were very dedicated to the pinball area first when you lived up here, because most people don't know Tim lived in uh, Poughkeepsie, upstate New York. Yes, no, I lived in Binghamton for six. Years. Oh, I forgot Binghamton about that. First. Yes, so he was actually at the Syracuse functions when we had Syracuse stuff. And then he moved out to Poughkeepsie for uh, another company, we'll say. And he was there for a while. And then he chose, you know, to move out with you guys out to Chicago. And never, it hasn't been the same since. No, that was that was the same job. I just had six months of training in Binghamton. And then it was a Poughkeepsie full-time thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, what I think is funny, you used to stream all the time, Tim. Like pinball oh, yeah. and all, all this involvement. And when you started at Stern, it's like that all ended. Yes. And then yeah. Raymond did the opposite. Raymond did the opposite. You know exactly <laughs> where I'm going. It's like, well, what happened with Raymond? He did like, because normally they say once you start working in the pinball, you're not going to do it as much outside because you're doing it all the time. Raymond is not taking that path at all. Well, I, I mean, I respect what Raymond's doing. I mean, I, it's just keeping I worry the about him. With the, <laughs> with the lack of tournaments, you know, it's, it's yeah. filling that void. Yeah, but, I think that's the thing. Like, I don't envy Raymond's situation to move to a brand new city in the middle of a pandemic and not really be able to meet anyone except for like, hey, at least we know his coworkers like myself and Keith and Zach and other people like he's known us from tournaments and stuff at Dean. But yeah, when I moved out to Chicago, I was like, great, but I kind of want to have like a social base of friends and stuff who aren't pinball people. And now I can't even hang out with those people anymore. Yeah. So or you, you're across the room, like, you know, you're eight feet, six feet away, like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. No, it, it looks incredible, though. The game looks like you have a winner. It's going to sell like hotcakes. We all know that because you have such a fan base to go with, Led Zeppelin. And 
with the combination of Tim and Steve making a good game again. Well, and Jeff Diolis is going to buy like a hundred of them just himself. Exactly. You got that. <laughs> I, I swear he, summer he, house. he keeps hinting that he's going to buy a pro as well. That's because he loves the art so much. Yes. <laughs> I bust on Mr. Teolis, but uh, full disclosure here, I do actually own all the Led Zeppelin albums, so as as much ah. as I, as much as I make fun of them. Are you thinking of getting one getting one, Ron? Eventually maybe? Um I guess you gotta play it first. That's Ron's rule. Well yes, I have to play it first. And then it's gotta evaluate through the tiers of Ron. The tiers, yes, the different levels. <laughs> and you're gonna have to play the pro and the premium too. I don't yeah. know. Yes, I see I that premium like with that device, and I just have a little interest in the pro, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he I, likes the spinner. And that up in the upper flipper shot, that's an actual yeah. ramp. I, I just that kind of. The only thing is, I wish that spinner thing was a little further to the left, maybe, so you could hit it and then go up the ramp. Oh, but then it might drain down the middle. Center post. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That should be a trick shot is, yeah, through the spinner up the left ramp. I've done it a few times, but... Uh, yeah, we could code something like that. Uh. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, like um, mystery combo, or what do you call it? Yeah. I don't know what you call electric it, Electric magic combo. Electric magic combo. Electric magic bank shot or something. I don't know. That's when I saw that. I'd be, oh, that would be the sweetest thing ever. You could crush the spinner and go... Because I just think of other games with the spinner on the ramp, which I always think of Kingpin, the Capcom game, because it had... It had the um, what fishtails ramp thing, yep, but, with, but spinners with spinners in front of both of them. Yes. Oh, so awesome. Ah, so and anything else you want to say about Led Zeppelin? Well, you have to play it. More and more yeah, we hope that this them. is going to be a game that people could get now and play, and then when we're back, back to our tournaments and stuff, people play it there. They get a chance to play it if they haven't had the opportunity to play it, and we hope it has a nice long... Uh, life as a pinball machine, basically. It's going to be so weird going back to tournaments and having to play, like, Ninja Turtles, Avengers, Led Zeppelin in, in a tournament, and you're like, wait, what's the strat? Well, well, nobody's uh, come up with any yet, sir. Yep. Oh. Uh, <laughs> It'll be fun. I hope we get to do, like, a huge, like, stern all the new games tournament. Well, we still have that, <laughs> that pro circuit due that uh, they owe me some prize money for, so I, that, that better happen still. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we all know about Pinberg, of course, you know, demising. What are your thoughts? We haven't heard anything from you guys, really, publicly, so what are your thoughts about that? Oh, it stinks. It's awful. Yeah, I was always, whenever I lost in Pinberg, I was like, well... At least I have the next 20 years to figure out how to play in this tournament. <laughs> uh, and I was wrong, I guess, which is upsetting. I'm happy. I had some cool accomplishments at Pittsburgh for the four or so I played. I made it to the B finals, and I made it to the stage for A finals by like a crazy tiebreaker one year, and then I lost my first round at Jason Zoller. But yeah, I just I was like, I really wanted to get better at that tournament took a bunch of notes last year i was going to study a lot of the games a lot more take it more seriously yeah my, my least gone my least favorite part of that was the of the tournament was the location of having to you know take multiple flights from seattle but then they uh just last like the last year they came up with a direct flight from seattle and i was like sweet mm-hmm. this is gonna be awesome and now i'm in chicago and i'm like oh it's gonna be i could drive there if i wanted to and you then could. and it's gone yeah mm. My other least favorite part of Pinburg was, you know, losing to Zach Sharp and Keith Elwin over and over again. But <laughs> <laughs> Dean, anything from you? 
Pinberg? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, that, that was always like an endurance thing for me and, and just so much fun to, to meet everybody. I mean, I went to, I think 2011, I think was my first one. And yeah, there were like what a hundred people or 150, yep. I think. Me and Ron. Um, I'm right and the first yeah, one too. that was so much fun. Um, and just the mass, you know, seeing that convention center full of games is just like incredible. I'm definitely gonna miss that, and you know, hopefully, you know, something starts starts up that's close, or at least maybe builds to that. That would be good. I, uh, as me and Ron have said in the past, we think it's gonna be in disc. If they do something, which would be good for you, you're pretty close to uh you're much closer to there than you are to pittsburgh right <laughs> yeah although there are direct flights you know to from denver to pittsburgh so yeah it's not yeah. a big deal but yeah I, I went to indisc a few years but i haven't gone since they moved to was it banning or somewhere yeah um, it's incredible yeah. it's really good so yeah I'm, i know i got all the uh, indisc memories popping up on my facebook like uh, yep, Escher getting this week Escher having like 300 billion ball one on Batman 66 at the Project Pinball charity booth, you know, popped <laughs> oh, up. Yeah. <laughs> Raymond, publicly, I want to thank you again for the slam tilt reach out in the Avengers for the high score thing. That was really cool. Publicly, uh, I want yeah, to say thank you. The initials, yeah. Yes, I thank love you to very do, much. Love to do shout outs as long as, you know, everyone who actually worked on the game gets in there first. That's the first oh, of course, yeah. No, we understand. And, uh, we were very grateful. Thank <laughs> you. Well, the last note I have here is, and I don't know if Timmy can say anything about this, any updates on the New York City Pinball Championships that you oh. can divulge? Or it's just kind of, I'm assuming it probably isn't happening this year, yes. unless it would be later, in which case it would be really cold. And I don't know if people want to go to New York City in the winter. Yeah, no, it's hard to, it's really hard to plan anything right now. Like you mm-hmm. hope that this vaccine rollout happens really quick and the cases go way down and we're close to normal, but you just don't know the time frame yet. So normally we would be in May and May doesn't really look like something we could plan for yet. So mm-hmm. we're on hold right now. We're still looking to do it again. And we think we have some opportunities to do it again. Losing, actually losing Papa was a big yes. problem for yes. us because yes. we were getting so games. games. Yeah. Well, and... Tim, I'm going to offer up also, since now we don't have the bar. Mm-hmm. I'm going to offer up my services and the game if I, if you need to for... New York City Pinball. I'm publicly saying right now. So any one of my games you need, like especially older Sterns, I'll be happy to bring it down and even help repair. A good 20 of them will be fine. Yeah, you have a truck driver's license, Chris? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Just one game? easy. (laughs) (laughs) I have driven to New York City. I can bring two or three easy. But I would be offering because you guys have always done a great job down there. And I know with the loss of Papa, it's going to be even harder. Yeah, that's that's one of our well, one of our many hurdles. Venue is going to be a big hurdle. We'll see, and then actually getting like when we had a lot of international people would come to that event too, and you know we want them to be able to participate as well. And that's been crazy this whole past year. So it really hurt too, and because I it it was so good last. Well, I was going to say last year. Jesus, two years ago. Two years. Damn. Ago. Yes. Oh yeah, it was it was going like just because way up. you got the games from Papa. And they brought them. So it's one mm-hmm. less thing you had to worry about. So it was more like the stage with the whole band thing, which that was insane. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, m- multiple streams going on. I liked that you had, there was like the, the vulgar stream, the regular one. And then there was a one, if you wanted to alternate commentary that was not vulgar, you could pick oh, yeah, that there's one. There's a radio stream. Yeah, yeah, the radio stream. So you could sync that up if you didn't want to hear tons of F-bombs. 
<laughs> and then if you announced, you got to wear the blazer. You had to wear yeah, the blazer. Oh, you had yeah, to wear the blazer. I, yes. I love that. That was my favorite part. <laughs> I wanted to wear the blazer again. That was my highlight of the show. Because <laughs> I sure as hell didn't play good. Uh, so as long, as long as you think it's still going to happen. Yeah, it's still going to happen. I mean, we actually took some steps before the 2021 that didn't happen to, you know, move to like uh, limited liability and, you know, make sure we were all set up and had the stake in it so we could keep it going for a bit longer and not just run it out of like my accounts and stuff like that. So it was a little more mm-hmm. like. You knew it wasn't going to happen early enough, I think, that you didn't really get pounded with lost money. Should I say? Right. We weren't in the unfortunate situation like Texas Pinball Festival was where like the week before they were going to go there, then the state shut things down. And also New York was heading in a bad direction. So they were like the earliest to kind of shut down in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was going to be 30 days, but it got so bad that we kind of we got the the heads up that from the news that like oh yeah it's not going to happen in May. I hadn't even booked my flight yet. That was how how soon it was basically. Yeah. yeah. When the travel ban yeah. started from Europe, that's when we kind of Yeah. Yeah. Actually, how is it looking in Colorado right now with the uh with COVID? Uh comparatively speaking, pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I mean, we're not at this most severe level. I think like like a lot of places, I think what December was pretty bad. I live out in the middle of nowhere, so it's not really a concern for me, and I really don't go out. I kind of have some health issues anyway, so the rest of the family goes out and, and does all the errands and stuff. So, but now the um, what's it that we had? I think the couple of one-up arcades just reopened this week, I think, which would be good. And what Blizzard Mountain Pinball up in the mountains? They've they've just been authorized to reopen, and I think Lions, if I remember right, has been running kind of a club yes. the whole time. Yep. And I was up there once, uh, just three of us to kind of win it. And, and you know, three people I've, I see a lot anyway, or I have. But, yeah, I I miss coming to Chicago, actually. I That's, you know, when I worked on certainly Beatles, you know, I spent a lot of time there because, like Tim said, you, you know, you get to see everything, everything come together and you get to talk to everybody and, and all the brainstorming and stuff. You know, even though we're doing that on Zoom, it's still – for me, it was always a joy to kind of just walk through the factory at night and just kind of look around and see everything. So I, I certainly miss that. Like in my position, I'm one of the few that actually go into the office just because certain things need to get done. So but I have coworkers I haven't seen in a year. Yeah. What do we think the first show is going to be that actually happens? <laughs> do we think it's going to be Expo? I think Expo is my bet. If I had to wager money on it, I'm thinking Expo or maybe even Houston in November because yeah. they just announced. Oh yeah, I, I'm hoping I mean, that we could, see it, a downturn in the summer and then it just never goes back up. You know, yeah, that's, that's what like I'm hoping. The ideal. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is, yeah, how wild would it be if the first event was like IFPA Worlds in uh, Florida or whatever? And <laughs> <laughs> we've had our highest numbers up here, though, unfortunately, in upstate New York. But like Expo, I mean, my father would have to be vaccinated and I would have to be vaccinated for me to even consider it. And the thing is, I mean, he'll probably get, because of his age, he'll get vaccinated before me. Yeah. So it's just going to be. Your dad just followed uh, Albany Pinhead Dad. I just saw followed my uh, Twitch channel. I thought that was amusing. So that was me. I'm, <laughs> yeah, creating, I'm creating a Twitch account for dad because, you know, 
I, I do things like that for dad. So he can actually watch Twitch streams. I created a YouTube thing for him too. Because <laughs> he's been using mine. <laughs> so I'll be streaming and you'll see like Albany Pinhead commenting on, on the stream because it's him. It's just bizarre. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those dad things, you know, because he doesn't really use computers, etc. I get to see everyone at my work, unfortunately, now. Everyone's in. Oh, yeah, you're essential. So if you're essential, that means you're going to get a uh, vaccine soon? Uh, actually, I get it because of uh, my past history cancer. I get, I'm uh, level three. My doctor's already talked to me about it. So, yep, I have a, even though it's been 20 plus years, you know, my immune system is compromised, they say, which it really isn't. I've done, knock on wood, really good. <laughs> Let's get off the COVID stuff. I, I want to. Yeah, we're dating ourselves. Stop dating ourselves. Well, no. Led Zeppelin. Yes. Go out, play some Led Zeppelin wherever you can or when you can safely. And good luck on your next adventures, boys, because I know you're probably thinking about your next games. We're not asking what they are, but good luck on them. Thanks. Yeah, no, Stern's going to continue making new pinball machines. Oh, yeah. And Got they're going to be the fastest one to do it. They're going to be the ones that produce the most, and that's the nicest thing to see about Stern. Don't be a shill, Bruce. We'll be accused of being not shills. Not being a shill. Not no, being a shill. No, you're being wait a shill. Wait a second. What's, what's the percentage that they have? They have of the market? Over 90%, yeah, exactly. Uh, a lot. More than anyone else. Done. Done. Okay. Not being a show when it's the truth. I just got my book in the mail. The um, Oh, Oh, you got the book? Yes. It looks great. Congrats. What is that? That's four years late? Four years. (laughs) Four or five? No, four. I'll give them four. It was was 2016. It was supposed to be the 30 30 years of Stern. All right. um, Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, everybody. This has been episode 158 of the Slam Tilt Podcast. Thank you to all our supporters out there. Thank you to everybody. And actually, I'm going to stop saying everybody because it, t- it takes too long. You know who you are. People get mad. Thank you. Well, we'll see. If you, if you want us to mention you and you're getting pissed that we didn't mention you, let us know. We'll mention you. Otherwise, thanks, everybody. Zach. Uh, <laughs> until next time, <laughs> say goodbye, Bruce. <laughs> Goodbye, Steve Ritchie. Hold on, I'm tangled up in my heating pad and shit, and I was muted trying to get it, uh, hold on. Man, I am, what the fuck? All right, hold on. How do I even get this out of here? It's stuck. Ron's adjusting himself. Oh. 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 Oh.
<laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm stuck in my heating pad, folks, for some reason. All right. He's got a little blankie. He's wrapped right. himself <laughs> All right. Let me uh, hold on. Let me let me get the. Oh, can I, I can't get it out. Oh. <laughs> let me let me get the the, the strap all set. Oh. Strap off. Oh. Strap off. <laughs> strap on. Strap off. The strap on. All right. 